0: Welcome to the Sports Hancho's Radio Show, part of the Go Sports Media Company radio network. We're hoping you're here because you've just about had it with everyone and everything else. And you're looking for a pair of good-looking guys to tell it like it is, like it was, and how it should be. Or maybe you've got nothing else to do right now and you just need to waste some time. Either way, you might as well turn it up because it's time for the boys to get in your face, under your skin, over the top, and out of bounds. And now, here are your honchos, Paul Cuthbert
1: and Robert Cuny. Are you ready, Mr. Cuny? So ready, Mr. Cuthbert. Well,
2: then, let's go! Woo-hoo-hoo!
0: Where's it alive, baby? It's springtime for the honchos! March 23rd in your books. Hope your St. Patrick's week went well. Back to talk sports here. You're truly Mr. Paul Cutler from the great state of New York. And it's time to bring on your favorite haunchle of mine from the great state of Maryland, Mr. Robert Cutie. How are you, buddy?
1: Oh, that was really nice the way you faded out with the music there. Uh, greetings and salutations. Welcome, everybody. Happy spring to all of you. And before we go any further, before I forget, one of our, you know, five or six listeners, at least on my end of the spectrum here, Wanted you to know that your Irish accent was uh, spot on. And of course, I told him that that's because you are Irish. But, you know, whatever. It just was complimentary of your. I was raised. Amongst your lucky, your quite, lucky Charms voice.
0: Thank you very much. I was raised amongst quite a few Irish, real Irish accents. As you know, my, my parents were from the great city of Dublin, Ireland. Well, there you go. And and so you're your true Irish. 12 brothers,
1: and my father's seven brothers and sisters. Wow. So there you go. It's a, it's a lot of family. It's a lot uh, of mishpucha, as my people would say.
0: Yes, yeah, indeed. <laughs> so how are you, Mr. Cooney?
1: Uh, good. You know, it's been a quiet week in sports. <laughs> it's not true. Uh, always happy when the... Uh, this, this, sports news fairy sprinkles her magic pixie dust all over us as we were saying right before literally right before we went on the air that tomorrow all unvaccinated new york sports team members will be able to play in the great city and state of new york once the restriction has been lifted as of tomorrow
0: timing is everything
1: isn't it though just in time for a little thing we like to call baseball season now does everybody who got fired do they get to come back now Oh, you know that's not going to happen because when it comes to the real world versus sports, sports always wins. That's the great hypocrisy of the world. And it also is just in time for basketball season to wrap up, so Kyrie Irving can now play in the playoffs sports. on the road. I sports. mean, at home, I mean, not just sports on the road. And in s- Canada. Ray. Although I don't think actually doesn't apply to Canada. I think Canada's still hanging in there with the you have to be vaccinated to play. Or we'll, whatever have to ask, we'll have to
0: ask the crew from the Dean Blundell net what's going on up in Canada. Okay.
1: Apparently a lot. If you if you follow Dean Blundell on Twitter, uh, there's always something happening that's pissing him off up in Canada. It's pretty rough up we, there. down here. You think it's tough down here? <laughs> yeah, they've got it bad up there apparently.
0: I tell you, I was, uh, I was at the Icelanders game last night at the brand-new UBS Arena. Uh, my third Islander game uh, as a Ranger fan. And I'm going to my fourth Islander game this Sunday. As my son's an Islander fan. Um, and the, uh, the uh, Ottawa Senators were in town last night. Mm. And the uh, Canadian National Anthem performed, obviously, whenever the Canadian teams come across the border. Uh, well well done. Well job, Well done. Job well done. That's what I meant to say. Uh, and right. I have to say it was pretty cool for the uh, the uh, Islanders fans. We're singing along to O Canada.
1: Are Do you, you know, Rob... head to toe in Excuse Rangers
0: me? gear? No, I uh, I represented my pal, our friend, Teb, uh, in Chicago nope. with my, my black Chicago Blackhawks jersey last night.
1: Oh, even better.
0: I go incognito as a Ranger fan to that place. All right. I want my son to enjoy the game. I don't need him to get hit any beer spilt. That's you're spilt on me, spilt on him. I don't need any popcorn or other things thrown at me to ricochet on me need and hit him.
1: Nothing, no invectives hurled your way <laughs> about yes. the Rangers and what they can do and what they also will do. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. So, no no one telling you to self procreate. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> it's good. But, uh, yeah. Hey, but Ranger it's... fan, go fuck yourself. Oh, awesome, man. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, "Hey, I got a kid here," and they'd be like, "All right, well, tell the kid he can fuck himself too." Yeah.
0: But, by the <laughs> way, by the way, if if you work real hard to keep profanity out of your children's life at home, don't bring them to a sports game.
1: <laughs> no, for heaven's sakes, don't. Don't do. Yeah, it. It's all. No I matter know. where you go, even if you're in the dreaded family section that they have at some ballparks and some stadiums, you're still going to hear it. Yeah. People, okay. you know, obscenity finds a way. Absolutely. And one other thing on the... ...phrase from Jeff Goldblum when he said, life finds a way in Jurassic Park, obscenity finds a way also. <laughs> so right. true, so true. What do you it's think of Jeff cool. in, the, in The Fly, the movie The Fly? Loved it. Breakthrough role. I thought he was great. I thought the movie was great. Uh, it, it gets a little disturbing towards the end. Um, but yeah, I haven't seen
0: the original movie The Fly, the black and white one?
1: Probably bits and pieces, uh, but you, this you, one... You Clearly think? blows that one away. <laughs>
0: no, I don't know, man. They So you have to check it out. I'll just say there's a, because back then, obviously, there's no CGI and, mm-hmm. you know, this is, I it was must, I think it was black, black it was definitely black and white, maybe in the 60s or whatever. But they no, it was put, the 50s.
1: They, <laughs> it was 50s? Yeah.
0: It's really, they put a guy's head on a fly body and it's pretty creepy and I'm still kept up a week. At night, sometimes. Hey, one more thing on the Canadian National Anthem. I just want you to know, Rob, and all our fancy listeners out there. You know, me as a musician. Uh, at Soundcheck, I will do a little bit of the O Canada National Anthem. That's for, And and I want to let all our Dean Blundell affiliates know that, too. So, they'll go Soundcheck, vocals, and I just... O oh, Canada me home and native land <laughs>
1: thank god thank god for the mute button right there by the way uh oh, <laughs> thank you for feature thank you for padding while i sneezed twice <laughs> i'm sorry what i use i use the mute button every time you talk i'm am sorry what <laughs> oh well that makes it a much better show then
0: ah <laughs> uh, anyway what are we people talking about saying, oh yeah so the the what go ahead what were you going to
1: say i was saying in order to keep people keep saying i never hear you on the show anymore what happened i go i don't know i'm there I'm participating i don't know i'm not the sound guy
0: but getting back to the original, uh, yes, the New York mass mandate just came over the wire. It's been uh, rescinded. Is that the? Yeah, I, mean, I mean, is that the right word? Lifted, uh, I believe, is the lifted. word they use. So, lifted. right in time for Yankee baseball and Nets playoff basketball. Way to go! Right. Way to go, sports! To go. And what I was going to try to say before is sports. At least yes. in this hemisphere, right now, will save the world. Mm-hmm it's not really working on the other side of the world right
1: now no no they have bigger fish to fry on the other side of the world but if we can just dip our, our pinky toe in into the waters of of global events and bring it back to a sports show perspective if you as if you were a betting man or a woman or equal opportunity here uh and you would you would have gone to vegas it probably would have been uh, Russia at least a three-touchdown favorite over Ukraine. And most people would have taken Russia and laid the 21 points. But I'll tell you, four weeks later, Ukraine's hanging in there. Okay, So good for them. They are, they are nothing if not determined and plucky. And they have that can-do, never-give-up sort of attitude. So hats off to them. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Thank and it's good by the way that they are hanging in there, that what was supposed to be again a, a route to use the sports terms turned out to be, you know, like a good old old fashioned nineteen eighties NFC East battle, real slobber knocker. It's a great word, by the way, slobber knocker.
0: I tell you, Mr. CUNY, you have quite a few great names, words and such in your
1: little pouch of my sack. <laughs> My sack of phrases. Hey, but nothing beats tonight. Um, hypocrisy. Was it hypocrisy finds a way? No. Obscenity finds a way, but hypocrisy too. Obscenity finds a way. It's better than hypocrisy finds a way. Um, before we dive into the regular show, can I talk about something extremely scary? And in fact, because Why, it's so scary.
0: Sure, let's terrify everybody. You've, only, you've already used uh, sports
1: analogies to,
0: you know. To well, praise fondly Ukraine. fondly of war.
1: Go ahead. No, no. No, it was to praise Ukraine. There's nothing good about war. I'm just saying, good for Ukraine for hanging in there. Well, what Hold a, on, one more.
0: What about our Russian fan? I mean, this is... Oh,
1: yeah. Russia Have you got anything the, to say to those people? They were the aggressor. I know. <laughs> well, okay, just in case Putin is listening, um, <laughs> oh, war on. is bad. War is bad, and may this, re, may this conflict be resolved Shall as as Shall we jump off this ship now? Shall we jump off together and go to something scary? Yes. So um, if you watch a lot of cable television, like El Baldo here, you see all kinds of ads for um, various medications, you know, for diabetes and for uh, great Crohn's disease and for, you know, CPD and all kinds of, Things that I, you know, they just kind of wash over me because I'm just waiting for the the next time the sh- actual show comes on. But this one came on for Ziaflex that um, knocked me off of my sofa, literally. Are you aware of what? Um, why? Oh, Peyronie's disease is.
0: <laughs> is that when
1: you? No, I have no idea. All right, I'll give you a hint.
0: Anyone for penis? Oh, come on, man. You know, I'm gonna this have to have Holland. a talk with your mother. Okay. Listen.
1: Because this is Peyronie's getting out of disease, hand. Every Peyronie. goddamn show, man. Hey, the public loves it. Peyronie's disease is when you find God that your penis
0: honchos over here.
1: Your your member is curved. <laughs> okay. The um the slogan, the tagline for Ziaflex help reduce help reduce the bend. A bend with a bump could be Peyronie's disease. Hello. I,
0: yes, I'm listening.
1: Anybody there? Are you done? What? What? We, we were frozen. Am I, for a I am we're not. am gonna... not. Wait. I'm not. a customer.
0: I'm, 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 I'm not a. I'm not a customer. I'm not a client. What are you asking me for?
1: I'm just saying, and now so I, on my end, said we lost connection. I have no idea the last thing you heard.
0: Something about bending your member, right? In help
1: reduce the bend, a bend with a bump could be Peyronie's disease. Could be, and and the 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 picture that they show, because of course they can't show a bent penis on uh, what was I watching. Was it Nickel? It was Nickelodeon. (laughs) Uh, Since they can't show a bent penis on Nick at Night, or maybe it was TV Land. One of those two. They, it's a carrot. It's a bent carrot.
2: That's
0: uh. Produce is
1: used for quite a few of those references. So, but the thing that that really got my goat about this, because I went and I, I copied a printed the ad I found on the internet. That this part isn't really highlighted on the television commercial, but it says. "Quote: It is not known if Ziaflex is safe and effective in children under the age of 18. And so, my question to everyone is: Who would give this to their kids? Just feel like what? At Uh, what if the
0: condition was passed down from
1: dad to son? Huh? Maybe. What age does do you start to check for Peyronie's? Uh, You know uh, what? Can we jump off this ship too? I'm just saying, why who it's just not something that I think I would have preferred you if you told me Peroni's that, disease
0: was people who drink a lot of Peroni beer.
1: No. Uh, I just don't understand. This is not something that I you would associate with things that children have to be concerned with, which is why I should just stop watching television at night. Altogether.
0: Well, you should especially <laughs> watch stop watching Nickelodeon or, at night.
1: Or T V Land was one of the two. Maybe or maybe it was IFC, the Independent <laughs> Film Channel with their their Hold on a second. Are, You're not up draining. late at
0: night. You tell me you got to go to bed.
1: Yeah, well, but sometimes I'm up after. You're lying to me, pal. You're lying to me. After like ten it. for me is late. I don't like it.
0: Well, and what it's episode? Not, you know,
1: on the weekends, I stay up till eleven. Get out of town, you. No, that's late. Come on, get out of here. I don't believe it, man. I can, I can be wild and crazy. I don't believe it. I don't believe but it. you should shouldn't believe anything I say.
0: Well, was there anything good on?
1: On TV? Yeah.
0: Oh, by the way, i watched sure. the uh the Spider-Man.
1: The sp- you mean the Batman?
0: The no, the new Spider-Man.
1: Oh, finally, after, let's see, check's watch. Four months. Oh, okay. So now we can talk about it. Did you love it?
0: I thought it was okay. I don't think it was the greatest. Oh, you're done. Come on, man. Does anybody notice it's the mm-hmm. same? I thought it was cool having uh, Toby and, and Garifle, or whatever his name is, come in there. That was pretty cool. I think those were the best scenes. But the rest of it, it's the same old shit in all these movies.
1: Yeah, that's true. But, but what was great about it... And Doctor Strange, I'm telling you, let me down. It's always a little more powerful than that.
0: To be outsmarted by your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man in a box. Well...
1: Yeah, it's true. But he's going to, he'll, in the next movie, Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness, Doctor Strange will show you exactly how powerful he is. And yeah, it was just like every other superhero movie, but bringing back not just Maguire and Garfield, but the villains they faced in their movies and how they kept it under wraps until uh, people saw it, obviously, which is why right after it came out, I went internet silent. I said, I'm not looking at the internet. I'm not even going to type in the word Spider Man into my google search engine because i don't want to know and then after i saw them we went back and watched all the previews where they had washed out garfield and mcguire that one scene in the preview where you're like boy that looks like a weird fight scene um now you know why because they took garfield and mcguire out yeah i got two other questions too
0: uh zendaya right and uh his friends best friend right yes um very concerned about their parents they never seem to really give a shit where they are. You ever notice that? They're out rambling around with Peter Parker. Getting right. almost killed. And you, you, where are the parents?
1: Uh, you can't ask questions like that.
0: <laughs> All right, pal. All right. What episode are we? Uh, uh,
1: sorry, uh, my... There was, there was there was a semi emergency that was just coming over my phone, but I just dealt with it. Sorry, I got no, a little distracted. That, was that your order? Was, was that was on that your order. order
0: of Peronia stuff? Your, no. Uh, no delivery. No, no. no. It, no. it was is just you know a little family
1: matter. That's okay. Not, is everybody okay? God. Is everybody okay? Yes, everybody's fine. Just I had to respond to it, and then I was distracted. Anyway, where are the parents? There is first of all, Parker has no parents. It's just his aunt May, and the other two. Look, you know, they're angsty teenagers who. Don't talk to their parents. So their parents have no idea. They think they're at the library instead of battling the forces of evil. Yeah. All right. There you
0: go. I got a lot of questions. I'm, you know, and I don't think you'd like it or any fans of that movie because I would tear it apart. A lot of problems with it. But
1: anyway, it was okay. Well, but it, it's a superhero movie. Yeah, but there's been better superhero movies. So, of course you're going to have questions. There's been, been better superhero movies. Uh, yeah. Well, it's not the best superhero movie ever made. Did you notice? And Maybe you didn't, but... And I didn't until I read about it later. They recreated in the movie the, uh, the famous Spider-Man meme of the two Spider-Mans pointing oh, at I have each seen other. That.
0: Yes, I have seen
1: that. Re- I think they did it twice in the movie, um, which I didn't notice until later on when somebody pointed it out. Of course, on social media, I was like, oh, oh that's so clever. Yes. So clever. And where were the rest of the Avengers?
0: When, when um, Where's everybody else? And Mysterio, the whole thing he gets blamed for everything, and the and the thing it was a happy ending on the last movie, and now all of a sudden he's a he's a bad guy, Peter Parker.
1: Well when the last movie ended, he was a bad guy.
0: Oh. With all the technology at the stock industry, he couldn't have played what really happened on the
1: bridge. I, I think that's why I like Deadpool so much. Because exactly. Ryan Reynolds says we'd have more all of the X Men. <laughs> we didn't have the budget to afford the actors. That's,
0: that's awesome. so great. <laughs> By the way,
1: there's no. Go ahead. Yes. No, I say there's no made up story. There's no hijinks. It's just, hey man, we didn't have the budget, so you only get the outside of the of X. Xavier's school, and only these two event, these two <laughs> X Men because they came cheap, and one is CGI. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Very good stuff. By the way, I did watch the Adam Project with Reynolds mm. on Netflix.
1: Speaking of Ryan Reynolds, how was it?
0: Fantastic. Fantastic. I actually huh? cried. There was a moment I cried. Okay, and I think anybody else, uh, especially if you're a dad, you'll know it and you'll cry.
1: Okay, is it um, without giving anything away? Is it more science fiction action, or is it more of a heartwarming family drama?
0: It's more science fiction action with the storyline of family, but it's not.
1: John, it's
0: very well done.
1: That's fine. I can deal with that. Hey, by the way, before we leave movie talk, um, speaking of feeling good about being a dad, they're remaking Firestarter. Remember that Stephen King movie with Drew Barrymore yes. and yes, David is it David Keith or Keith David? I can never remember which one is which. Which is the guy from Officer and a Gentleman? That guy. Yeah, that that the father the father was the guy from the guy who swallowed his ring in uh, Officer and a Gentleman. Oh, sorry, spoiler alert. Forty years oh, after the man. movie came out, he doesn't make it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's they're, they're remaking that because why not? It's been forty, almost forty years since that movie came out. They're officially out of ideas in Hollywood. And if you know, if you're going to remake movies, remake the Stephen King ones because most of them are poo poo platters. Oh, meaning they're no good? Meaning, you know, no bueno.
0: Really? Mm-hmm. Even uh, Misery? You didn't like that one?
1: No, uh, well, okay. The ones that aren't pure horror Stand By Me, Misery, Shawshank Redemption, uh, those are really, really good.
0: Shawshank is one of my, I don't know. Top five of my top five movies.
1: Yeah. That's a great movie. It's wonderful.
0: So. I know, but you just said it was poo poo Papa. And, no,
1: I know. said it, the non-horror ones were good. You're, you're Stand misleading, by misleading.
0: You're misleading the Honchos fan base. I'm a little upset with you.
1: No, you are misleading them. Are you ready? Can we I jump twist, off this ship you're, now? Can we twist the movie my ship? words. We are jumping no, off just, ships here. What episode no, are we, sir? We're jumping off ships. <laughs> I've been watching a lot of jumping off. I'm a, I follow many many the, jump You know off?
0: why? Because I follow the yacht mogul on Instagram.
1: And the yacht you mogul. think you have money? You we don't have money. I certainly <laughs> don't think I have money. <laughs> <laughs> there's one thing I don't have. It's money.
0: Uh, search yacht mogul m o g u l on uh, Instagram, folks. Wow. They say there's no spaceships in space. Well, they're on the water, and they're
1: pretty damn incredible.
0: Good stuff. So that's why. Oh, can we jump off this ship now?
1: You ready? Only if you promise. No more jumping off the ship talk. All right.
0: So what episode are we on again?
1: Again, it's the Double Nickels. Um, Thanks for paying attention.
0: Double 55, baby! And this is our new theme song for the segment that is not called The Segment.
1: With all our credit, Rod Stewart and the
2: company.
1: The right just don't i
2: had nothing to do on this hot afternoon but to settle down
0: letter right you are who wore it well, I mean well mean when we were young
1: no fun no. <laughs> <No. Come on. laughs> <So. laughs> I don't know it just makes it a little funnier it's who wore it best, no, not you were it well. So oh, that would have been a good name. I wish you had told me that before I started calling it. Oh, well, let best. me get, get to your
0: turn. Is simply the best.
1: Please, <laughs> I beg. That, that is one. That's one chip I'm going to jump off of. All right. So two weeks ago, for episode 53, which is not French, uh, we taught we had Don Drysdale, who Donnie. at the time. When he retired in nineteen sixty nine he held the record for fifty eight and two thirds consecutive scoreless innings. And today, for fifty five, we celebrate the man who broke that record with fifty nine. I like how it went only uh, a third more innings. Good old Oral Hersheizer, oh, one of the no. great names uh, in sports, Oral Hershizer, also known as the bulldog. and and today's clip, will be about how he got the name Bulldog from his former manager, Tommy, the Sorta. for most of his career, most of his 18 year career, he wore number 55. I believe he wore 53 for a couple of years. Uh, but for the most part with the Dodgers and the Indians and finishing out with the Mets, um, he wore 55. I think with the giants who is with for a cup of coffee in, uh, 1998, um, He wore number 53, but for the most part, he was number 55, not a hall of famer. And we'll get to that in a moment. Um, he was a three-time all-star won the Cy Young. He did everything in 1988. Cy Young, uh, world series MVP NLCS MVP major league player of the year. Also was the 1995 ALCS, uh, MVP. He had a, a Pettit like penchant, penchant for pitching really well. Oh, say that uh, in the big. Fast. Not as yeah, that's not easy to say. Not as successful as Andy Pettit, and I, I believe that Andy Pettit, no losing records and all the wins he had in the postseason, was his stairway to uh, the Hall of Fame. But Hershiser, not a Hall of Famer, and in fact, when people think of Oral Hershiser because of what he did in 1988 and actually what he did from '85 to '89. People think this guy is a surefire Hall of Famer. He must have been that dominant, but really. That one year, and it was an incredible year, one of the great years of all time. I mean, 88, he goes uh, 23 and eight, has 15 complete games, eight shutouts, on his way to 59 and two thirds consecutive scoreless innings, um, pitched 267 innings, had a 2.26 ERA. He was dominant and won all, almost all the awards you can possibly win. But in his first six seasons, Full season, So 84 through 89, he had 58 complete games and he pitched, uh, over 230 innings for straight or five straight years, including 264, 267, and 256. After that, I think he kind of burned himself to a crisp in those first six seasons. Cause his last 10 or 11 seasons, he had a total of 10 complete games and never pitched more than 215 innings and only hit the 200 inning mark four times. That's it. So that's it. So in his, he was just used and abused those first six seasons and cost himself. I mean, he had a long career, 18 years, won over 200 games, but people think this guy must be a hall of famer. Really? He's, he had a one phenomenal year, a pretty good half decade. And then he kind of wandered the desert for the next 11 seasons. Um, You know, again, he did pitch really well, in the postseason, but he only won eight times in the postseason. Through a lot of you know innings, through a lot of shutouts, a lot of no decisions. I think his uh ERA for in nineteen ninety five was one point five three. His playoff ERA was two point five nine. So that's pretty good. But not a Hall of Famer. Just a guy who had great promise and you know kind of Used up all the gas in his tank in his first six seasons. Not unlike who I think could have been one of the best baseball players of all time, but certainly was one of the best of the 80s. Your pal number 23, Don Mattingly. From like 82 to 86, 87, there was nobody better in baseball. Then the back went out and he was done. Never the same again. Was, um, was Oral, so was another Oral, what if?
0: Was Oral a champion?
1: Only once. <laughs> That's all you need to be. Who cares yeah, about not, the not Hall of get, Fame? Not to get in the Hall of Fame, all right. But but he, he, look, no one's going to say he's not one of the Dodger greats. It's just there's a lot of people that pine for him to be in the Hall of Fame. And like you know, it's not as they say, it's not the Hall of really good. Yeah, it's the Hall of you. Fame. So I like that. I know. Um, all all right. that. And we not the Hall play of clip. really
0: good. I like that.
1: The Hall of really good would be nice. That'd be yeah. really crowded though. <laughs> um, we always play a clip. But as I've said many times, uh, baseball highlights, any highlights, don't really translate well in a audio medium. So, today's clip is uh, Tommy Lasorda from nineteen or from two thousand eight, talking about how.
2: He didn't have much inside here. He was a negative pitcher. Every ball he threw, he threw with a negative, a negative attitude. And then I had that famous one-on-one meeting with him. I told him he was, he was scared. I didn't like his name. I think he should be given another name. So I said, you pitched yesterday like a scared dog. So from now on, your name is Bulldog. I'm going to call you Bulldog, and you'll be a Bulldog, and you'll act like a Bulldog. And that's what happened. He he acted like a Bulldog, and he changed and pitched like a Bulldog. And, of course, he broke a record. That I never thought would be broken. Drysdale's 58 and two-thirds inning. It it took the last game of the season for him to do that. But I saw it, and I didn't believe it was happening. That's a little better than seven shutouts consecutively. Tough.
1: I believe that last game of the 88 season, regular season, you went 10 shutout innings. To get the record, and then opening day the next year, people like to say you know it carried over to to the '89 season, but I think it was he got one out on opening day and then gave up a run, huh. so it really it kind of sort of carried over into the 1989 season, but really it was all in the '88 season. And nope, it's pretty good to go out to finish the season to tie the record um, with ten consecutive shutout innings in, in one game. It's sort of like when Ted Williams was shooting for 400 and they had a doubleheader on the last day of the season and he only went four for six to finish with 406. He broke yeah. the Mets, fans' hearts, that guy did, the Bulldog. He did, owned but then he, he went back and pitched one season for him. Yeah, well, he got really a little them.
0: salt in the wound.
1: Yeah, he didn't really do much for them, but he was there. He was there, man. So there you go. That's uh, today. That's why he's not in the Hall of Fame
0: because he wore that stinking Mets jersey, filthy Mets mm-hmm. jersey.
1: Well, I get. Well, I guess that will taint him. <laughs> if, he been, if, if he had finished his career with Cleveland instead of with the Metropolitans, he'd be a Hall of Famer. Well, seriously though, I wonder. It's a, it's a great what if. I mean, if he hadn't tried to pitch fifty eight complete games in his first six seasons, throwing almost three hundred innings a, a year, what would have happened because it had to just burn his arm out. Sometimes we make poor decisions, Rob. Yeah, but as you said, he won a championship. He got got to be, he got to the big leagues, won a championship, set a major league record that will be hard to break. It's not unbreakable, but it'll be hard to break. Mm-hmm. It's not up there with, you know, 56-game hitting streak or batting 400 for a season, but it's up there.
0: I'll tell you what, he's not in the Hall of Fame, but he is now in the sports honchos who wore it well.
1: Or who Segment wore it best?
0: Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah.
1: Okay, that's right.
0: <laughs> Wait, what'd you say? Who wore it? What? I said who
1: wore it best. Well. Wow. Oh, boy. You asked for it. You asked for it, right? I certainly did got- not ask for it.
0: Yes, you did.
1: No. You was. said,
0: listen to babe.
1: Come on. If only I could mute you from here. <laughs> you she still me, got it, man. Come to me.
0: Out
2: there.
0: Nobody better than she Tina Her and Cher should go on tour together They should Would
2: you
1: go? Would you go um, see Cher w- and Tina Turner? I would go just to see, see What, the two of them combine their age is 170?
0: <laughs> they still got it They still wear the fancy well, dresses
1: Cher still has it I haven't seen T-squared in a long time She's
0: good, she rocks Just like you,
1: Rob. You, Rob. I don't know.
0: It's true, but uh, great job there, pal. On uh,
1: who wore it simply the best? (laughs) Please make it stop.
2: Woo! Yeah,
0: Rob Cuny.
1: Ah, we have a little
0: fun here on Hot Shows. A little fun with sound bites and songs and all that other (laughs) stuff and
1: carrots. (laughs)
2: I think, that, uh,
1: is that blood in my headphones from my ears beating?
0: All right, pal, guess what? It's much still,
1: it's much
0: madness, so state. fire up the drums! Ow!
1: No, you forgot about headlines, by the way, before you fire up the drums. <laughs> See, it was Tina Turner, and it rotted your brain. We don't fire up the drums yet. We have to talk about headlines that make it do lines. I Can't do it. Don Pardo, tell tell Rob what he's won because I
0: was just making sure he knew what we no, do thank here you. on the show. Don't worry,
1: friends.
2: <laughs> and we not that I completely that screwed up
0: the operation. Yes. <laughs> well, thank God we, we have will edited
1: out of post production. <laughs> don't worry. Oh, don't worry. But and and this is for all the honchos listeners who are very
2: confused. All right, all right. I apologize. Really sorry. I'm really, really sorry. I apologize unreservedly. So now I can't
0: edit it out because that's a beautiful... Uh, I do, Alpha.
1: <laughs> so, we, we're, we apologize for that. Don't worry. All right. I don't-
0: hey, guys, you ready? All right, fire up the horns. Here we go. It's time for headlines. That make you do lines right here on the sports ponchos. Springtime for Special
1: Edition here on March 23rd. Take it away, Mr. We have an extra special pastel-colored, for springtime, don't you know, uh, quadruple header, including one sent to us by Little Polly C. from Long Island.
0: Oh, you got one that I sent you? Ooh, I like it when you include me in
1: the show! Uh, Number one, let's start, of course, we've got two from Florida and one from Arkansas and then one from outer space, uh, a car that smelled strongly of aerosol deodorant led to accusations of intoxicated driving against a South Florida woman this week, according to the Martin County Sheriff's office. The 31 year old woman was charged with driving under the influence of right guard, not a sponsor of the show. The department said in a news release, investigators suspect the driver was huffing cans of deodorant to get high as she drove. And their evidence includes quote, quote, mounds quote mounds of empty right guard cans found in her car her demeanor during a traffic stop however gave deputies a better understanding of why her normal faculties were impaired the department said the deputy could smell the strong scent of spray deodorant inside the car when asked the driver said she sprayed the deodorant because she really likes the smell after further investigation she admitted to drinking alcohol earlier in the day shocker then huffing the deodorant while she was driving her vehicle. The department didn't say that the woman was given a sobriety test at the scene. However, she was arrested and taken to the Martin County Jail Sheriff's Office. Officials said the coastal county is just north of West Palm Beach. Um, the National Institute of Drug Abuse reports aerosols, including deodorants, hair sprays, and even vegetable sprays, can provide a short-lived high when inhaled. However, this sensation comes at great risk, experts say. So... Driving while under the influence of right guard.
0: So there you go, folks. If you're feeling a little, uh, you want a little buzz there.
1: And Number you stink. two. Yeah, if if you're right, if if you've got the stench after just working out or doing some heavy labor or some yard work, fire up the right guard and whatever's left in the can. Just stick stick the the, the pump there right up your nose. Uh, two drive headline driver tries hiding cocaine by snorting it during I-40 police chase, Arkansas cops say. See, we live in the wrong part of the country. Nothing ever this exciting ever happens here. A suspected drug dealer leading police on a two-county chase tried hiding the cocaine in his car by snorting it, leaving him in need of medical care, according to the Johnson County Sheriff's Office in Northwest Arkansas. It happened on Interstate 40 near the Franklin County line, and deputies say the driver was holding a woman prisoner during the chase. That part isn't funny. Identities of the driver and the woman were not released. Investigators say the chase began when a deputy tried to stop the vehicle on Interstate 40 and the driver refused to pull over. The vehicle eventually exited the interstate neighboring Franklin County and soon became lost, officials said in a news release. The chase ended when the vehicle turned onto a dead-end road and a deputy blocked it with his vehicles, officials said. The driver was determined to be a parolee. Ah, Good life choices there. From Fayetteville who was currently out on bond for other drug charges. It was determined that the driver had been actively snorting cocaine during the pursuit in an attempt to discard the evidence. He requested medical treatment for the issue. One of the earlier bags thrown from the vehicle was located on the roadside. It was covered in a white powder substance believed to be cocaine. Investigators say 63 pills found in the vehicle tested positive for fentanyl. Wow, what a party he was having. Wow. A woman in the vehicle with the driver was identified as his ex-girlfriend, officials said, and he had been holding her inside the vehicle against her will. She'd already been debating jumping from the moving vehicle before a deputy tried to stop them. So, although it has a bit of an ugly side, um, it's a lot of evidence you're trying to destroy by snorting it. Why not just, you know, chuck it out the window or here's a wacky idea. Kids don't drive a truck with Pills with 63 fentanyl pills and a bunch of cocaine if you're out on parole. Or just say no to drugs. Well, yeah, that's very – that's the simple solution. There you go. So what have you learned today? If, if you're hanging out with a superhero, don't tell your parents. <laughs> and if you're on parole <laughs> for drug charges, get yourself – you're going to go go big. Get yourself a truck full of coke and fentanyl and then try to eat all the evidence while in a high-speed chase. <sighs> all right, here's story number three. This is from our good pal, Little Pauly C. of the aisle. Uh, headline, Man calls 911 to say his dealer cheated him and wanted his meth tested. <laughs> yes, I You know... If Paul and I, if this podcast thing doesn't work out, we should start our own business where you can call us and we will test your meth for you with no judging. It's the no judgment zone. Oh, that's a great one. Don't call the police. A man convinced he'd been swindled by a drug dealer inadvertently got himself arrested inadvertently, when he called 911 and requested, hey, that's our phone number, and requested his meth be (laughs) authenticated, the Hernando County Sheriff's Office in Florida reported. It happened around 7 p.m. Thursday, and the 41-year-old asked that a deputy come to his Spring Hill home to conduct the test, officials said in news release. Spring Hill is 50 miles north of Tampa. A deputy arrived not long after, and the man explained that, quote, he had recently purchased methamphetamine from a male he met in a local bar, and after having used a bit of it, believed it was actually bath salts. The man handed over two small bags of, quote, a white crystal-like substance and said he was, quote, an experienced drug user. Wow. Who knew what meth At least he's honest. Do, the deputy reported. Evidently, the substance did not provide the expected sensation, hence the call to 911, the sheriff's office wrote. The man said his intent was to save others from buying, quote, fake methamphetamine. Well, he's a man of the people. Uh, However, he was not able to provide the name of the drug dealer or contact information. Both bags of powder tested positive for methamphetamine, sheriff's office officials said. The suspect was arrested at his home and charged with possession of methamphetamine and two counts of possession of drug paraphernalia, officials said. If you or someone you know have doubts about the authenticity of any illegal narcotics you have on hand or have obtained from another person, the Hernando County Sheriff's Office is pleased to provide this service free of charge. At least they have a sense of humor. There. Bravo. And, finally, and finally, one last one. Uh, guess who's back in the news? Although I don't think he's ever actually Aaron left. Aaron Rodgers? Our, our good friend who? Aaron Rodgers? No. Oh. Actually, this is, this is an Aaron Rodgers, other than what you just mentioned. Tom Brady? This is, this is an Aaron Rodgers oh. and Tom Brady free show. Mike Tyson. Uh, oh, Mike. Mike Tyson is in the cannabis edibles business like just about every other celebrity big shocker when i tell you about his his uh cannabis habits um more than two decades after mike tyson bit off a chunk of evander holyfield's ear at the 1997 wba heavyweight championship fight the legendary boxer has released a line of edibles wait for it in the shape of ears
0: yes way to go mike
1: see uh the cannabis infused gummies are called wait for it Mike bites in homage to Tyson's most notorious moment. So there you go. And and speaking of his uh, habit.
0: Is Evander getting a a piece of it? Excuse me? No pun intended.
1: Is Evander getting a piece of it? Holyfield, apparently they've made up their friends now. Um, On Twitter, Tyson himself vouched that, quote, these ears actually taste good. I'm hoping he's talking about his cannabis and not Evander Holyfield. Uh, Tyson hasn't been shy about his strong relationship with cannabis. The former heavyweight champion admitted in 2019 that he spends $40,000 a month on weed at his 40-acre cannabis ranch. Tyson opened the farm in 2018 after California legalized recreational marriage Wawa. Tyson's 2.0 website explains that, quote, when Mike was in his prime, he used cannabis to relax his body and focus his mind. Thank you. Mike Bravo. Bites.
2: Bravo. It's a fantastic
1: idea. Did you order any? No. Uh, and by the way, all the all the ear-shaped cannabis bites actually have a chunk missing already. <laughs>
2: well, they come
1: expect that? Pre, pre-bitten. Hopefully not expect that? literally pre-bitten. Good stuff. Good headlines. Some that make you do lines. Some of the people in the headlines are doing the lines. Yeah, the, the the theme of tonight's episode is uh, "Don't do drugs, kids."
0: Say no, just say no to drugs, ladies and
1: gentlemen. Just say no, and That's again, right. if you're hanging out with superheroes, don't tell your parents. Don't tell your parents.
0: All right, folks, now is the time for the drums. Now, Rob,
1: is it sports time? Yes. Yes. Knock yourself out.
0: All right, March Madness. There's a few basketball games being played. Few of are over as the number of the 756 college basketball teams have been reduced Woo-hoo! in the ACA March Madness tournaments or tourney as some people call it, the tourney but uh, we'll return here, Mr. Cooney has a little bit of review as to uh, where we are right now in the tournament, who's left any shocking developments, I think his Team Gonzaga, is still in it so let's get on with it Mr. Um,
1: The most shocking thing, of course, um, is what is our good pals, our pals at Saint Peter's. We will get, by the way, to my famous alumni bracket, which is pretty much everyone's been eliminated. See, that's you can't you can never go by a school's famous alumni. We'll get to that momentarily. But um, everyone in America who says they're still their bracket still looks good, they're lying to you because nobody outside of wherever St. Peter's is, picked St. Peter's to not only uh, upset Kentucky, but then to win their next game and get into the Sweet 16. Um, It's not as chalky as you would imagine. We still have number one seeds, three number one seeds. Arizona's alive, Kansas is alive, and Zaga's alive at Baylor. The defending champion, I might add, uh, went out and went out in a blaze of glory. See ya! Uh, So goodbye to the runner-up, or the uh, last year's champion. Um otherwise the yeah, the sweet 16, other than the um the bracket with Arizona, so the southeast bracket, why is it not listed on my sheet here? uh they're not the West. they must be the Midwest because the West went to Gonzaga. that they still have three of the four top seeds left in um the Kansas bracket, no one is left. Not only one of the top four seeds is left now be Kansas. In the Gonzaga bracket, Gonzaga and Alabama are left, and out there in, in the east, um, again, it looks like a train wreck with the third and the fifth seeds left. So for those that don't like when the tournament you know, proceeds along with all the favorites winning and a lot of number one seeds uh, going to the final four, well, you're in luck because it could still turn out that way for you. Um, it's been very entertaining. There's been lots of chatter about the officiating, and I'm not going to go down the road of analyzing the officiating. Because you're better than that. You're better than that. Because quite frankly, I mean, look, it, it's a pointless exercise. There are, even, there are even people talking about a conspiracy theory no. against UNC because of what happened in their game um, against Baylor. But that's just that's ridiculous. So we won't even go there. But it looks like... Um, Gonzaga had a rough time with Memphis and with Georgia state. So I don't know their grip on the number one seed and winning the championship looks tenuous yet again. Um Arkansas, whether they face Arkansas, Duke or Alabama, um, it's not going to be an easy test for them to get back to the final four. Um, the UNC UCLA game. It feels like we're watching a game uh, from the 1970s because you know, when you think UCLA, UNC, all the championships and all the all the prestige two blue-blood programs going up against each other, that should be a good game. Uh, Purdue and St. Peter's, everyone's watching that game because so- suddenly St. Peter's is now everybody's favorite to win the tournament. That's who everybody's rooting for, inside or outside St. Peter's. I'm on the bandwagon. I don't, heard, I don't know if you heard, but their their athletic budget is like $2 million, and the team they took down, Kentucky, their athletic budget is about million. None of the assistant coaches, uh, together. I don't think make what one assistant coach at Kentucky makes all kinds of stats about the real David and Goliath. That is truly, that is one of the true David and Goliath stories, little 2300 student body. Uh, the campus is one is one city block school against the mighty blue bloods of Kentucky. So, and they face, um, Purdue. The Big Ten, once again, proving that you can't really trust them. You can't trust teams in the SEC either, like Tennessee and Auburn. Um, I know I hitched my wagon to the, to the Auburns and Tennessees, and I have egg in my face. Iowa with coaches that can't, you know, when they say they have these coaches like Rick Barnes and Fran McCaffrey from Iowa who can't make it out of the second round of the tournament, and you think, well, they have new players. it got to be something's got to change. This has got to be my year. Of the do theory has to work. And then you're disappointed every year. When I, when I pick Iowa or I pick Tennessee, a Rick Barnes led team or a Fran McCaffrey led team, I'm like Chaz Brown running towards the, the football and thinking this time, Lucy's not going to pick it up at the last minute. And, and she always does. And I always end up on my talk. Um looking at the other side of the bracket, uh, Arizona versus uh, TCU should be a good game. Houston, Illinois, the game that I'm looking forward to, um, not Houston Illinois. I'm looking at the wrong one. Arizona and Houston, that thank should be you. a great. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry, it was so so much ink on this piece of paper. So much writing from all my ones I got wrong that I got a little <laughs> backwards. The uh, the Michigan Villanova game. The Michiganers? Yeah. The, the Michiganers of Michigan. The Michigash versus, versus Iowa. Michigash which is, never should have gotten this far against a team that they're just professional killers, Villanova. And their reputation was they could never get past out of the first round. And now Jay Wright, since then, has only won two championships and always seems to find himself in the mix. Every year they've got one of the nation's best players in Colin Gillespie. So we'll see what happens out there. Uh, Kansas and Providence. And Iowa State, Miami. Now those are two teams that you've got a, an 11 seed and a 10 seed going up against each other. So another game that will have interest just because no one expected to see Iowa State and Miami playing each other. But here's what I do know. Four games on Thursday, four games on Friday. And by the time we meet again next week, we'll be down to the final four. And I anticipate that my entire, I'll have burned both my brackets because thus far, I've, I'm have i eight and eight on sweet 16 teams. But in the pool that I'm in at work, I'm almost DFL. However, yeah. I'm the only one that picked Gonzaga to win. So I have still a chance wow. for me to finish not DFL. So, there you go.
0: Hey, you you know you still got a team in it, man. You can be happy about that, Rob. Man, which team would that with Gonzaga? Yeah, well, I
1: still have a few teams in it.
0: But well, but you got your favorite team still in it. Not a lot of not a lot of people have their favorite team still in it. Unless well, they are from
1: favorite that school. favorite team. Gonzaga. Yeah. It's not my favorite team. I just picked them to win it.
0: Now, but more but you importantly, pick them to win it, not because they're good. Because they're not well, good.
1: I, they, actually they are really good. Nah, they're not but they're a sentimental favorite because they always seem to be left at the altar and teams like Baylor, the more athletic, really defensive teams that just beat you down to enough to the nub. That's the kind of team that, uh, Zyga has trouble with. So right. we'll see what happens. Um, in my famous alumni bracket, the entire left-hand side completely crushed. <laughs> However, still alive. Including my eventual champion, Dwayne "The Rock" Johnson from the University of Miami, John Hughes from Arizona, still still alive. Well, in the bracket, he's still alive. Sadly, yes. he's no longer signing autographs. Yes, yes. Uh, Jim Parsons from Houston, still alive. Bradley Cooper from Villanova, Paul Rudd from Kansas, um, and The Rock. Oh, and Bill Conti. You know, everybody would know this if you had a tweeted it out. Sorry, not Bill Conti. What am I saying? Bill Conti is—he got—he got beaten by George Washington Carver. There's the biggest upset. Good old G. Dubs Carver, still alive. But those are the ones that I picked. And you're right. I will—I did not tweet it out. I will tweet it out tonight, so that no, people you can, won't. No, people can won't. totally ignore it. No, you won't. <laughs> if anyone really cares, we'll see. I'll put it out there. I did take a picture of it, so I got part of the way there. <laughs> Part of the way there, unbelievable. That's me. But I'm a part of the way there kind of guy.
0: You won't do it, man. I just know you won't. I promise I'll do it.
1: No. You'll be sorry. No, you that won't. You doubt me? No. You know why? You'll be
0: sorry. Cause um, you please. make promises I'm in begging. the dark. Never again. Just keep making promises in the dark,
2: Rob. <laughs>
1: oh,
0: we gotta get this show up man. You. did... Folks, the faces this guy makes. when I try to interject a little bit of humor into the show. No DJ Pauly here, bouncing again. off Robbie's no. words of wisdom and non wisdom.
1: Y- your, your, your music choices tonight are, are like nails on the floor. Hey,
0: Benatar! Listen to this chorus. Just when you think you've gone. Buddy, this is classic rock. One of the, the greatest so women in rock and roll.
1: She could have chosen. Hold on. Wait for it. I'm waiting. Here we go. I'm ready.
2: woo
0: you, buddy. Make a promises in the dark to all Honcho fans, and especially to me.
1: There you go. All right. All right. Hold on. This just in.
0: You're fired. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, look, uh, I love that bracket that you made. And like I said, I think you need to make it famous so you can timestamp it so nobody takes that idea from you. Because I think I it's should. excellent.
1: You know, well, where are all the people saying I think how should... wonderful it was? Where are all our millions of listeners emailing, writing in, tweeting got out saying, God, see wonderful. It,
0: Reading it off of this onto the air. They need to. Sh- you need to show people what you've I done. I you're right. The it needs work to be a visual thing. Then you need to pitch it to a guy like Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> you've got to run up the flagpole, and that's how you become famous
1: and go viral, Sorry. Rob. Uh, As we'll talk about later, people, the blue checkmark crowd on social media, they don't have time for the little people. It would never get noticed
2: Well, by how anyone. do you
0: think the little people always get noticed, right? It's when the blue check people go, oh, look at this. It's cute. And then mm-hmm. they share it, and then that.
1: Person becomes blue check because they go. I'll tell you what. Uh, You know what? I'm going to put out this challenge to myself and to the rest of the world. I will post it and I will tag a bunch of people on there and we'll see. We'll see. You know what we're going to get? No. Telling you, tag Jimmy Fallon. He'll
0: put it up there. He likes that stuff.
1: James Fallon, James Kimmel, all the James Corden, all the James. Not
0: Kimmel, put. Fallon on there. and don't get that English guy on the channel, dude. I'm going to spread the James
1: love. James or whatever his name
0: is. I'm going to spread the love. Alright. Okay, buddy. Uh, we're leaving the college? We're leaving the college ship? Are we jumping off the college ship, hey, we're
1: jumping off the college ship, yes. <laughs> we are leaving... The college. All right, shit. ladies
0: and gentlemen, we're going to move into the NFL segment of the show, and as always, we bring on our sports analysts, oh, experts. As always, take it away, boys.
2: Al, you old son of a bitch. How are you doing? How do you feel about that call today? I mean, the Dolphins, fourth and three play on their thirty-yard line with only thirty-four seconds to go. How do you think I feel? Betrayed, bewildered. This is very exciting. Yeah, it is, fella. Oh, right on, amigo. Damn straight. Damn straight. <laughs> oh. Fucking a. Fucking a, right.
1: Ah! <laughs> Woo hoo! Scream at the end makes it all worth it.
2: <laughs> ah, yes.
0: The birdcase, ladies and gentlemen, you gotta watch it. If you haven't watched it, you don't know what you're missing. It's
2: hysterical.
1: And uh. uh, uh Apparently, since we last met, everybody but you and I have been traded to other teams. So, there's, there's always a, a chance. Thankful. There's always a chance, Rob. I, they can't break me and you up. Sure, they can. No, they couldn't. We're, we're, we're costing a lot of money on the salary cap. They got to break up this uh, this partnership. I hope I tell not. You what, but they're gonna.
0: I don't want to play in the NFL. I want to. I want to be a shortstop in the MLB and make that kind of money. That's what I want.
1: Yes, you do. Although you know we might be seeing more guaranteed contracts in the NFL. Although I doubt it, because it's for a very select few. You get guaranteed contracts. Everybody else is expendable. So let's start with, I guess, the big fish. Finally, the Deshaun Watson. Saga.
2: Your boy.
0: It's your As, boy. It's Watson.
1: He's. It's not
2: you coming like to
0: MSNBC. an end. You were like MSNBC. You were like MSNBC with Trump. You were saying he was going to jail. He's going to jail. He's going to jail. He never went to jail.
1: No, no, I didn't say he was going to jail. I just said he's got a lot of stuff hanging over his head. We now know that he should land him in
0: jail, and he never went to jail.
1: No, he's not going to jail. He hasn't been convicted of anything. He hasn't been found liable of anything. It's just been allegations, just charges, Um, or accusations. I see, not not charges. But there will be no charges because he's, as I told you last week, he was found not going to indict him. There's nothing to hang a criminal charge on. But he has been traded. I guess if we want to talk punishment, he could have gone to Atlanta. Could have gone to New Orleans, maybe Indianapolis. Could have stayed in Houston. Instead, it's off to Cleveland. Deshaun Watson is now a Cleveland Brown. The Browns have acquired Deshaun Watson, and they gave up only a couple valuable assets. No players. Surprisingly, no players traded hands, including Baker Mayfield. So that's how badly they didn't want. Houston didn't want Baker Mayfield. How much on an island Mr. Progressive Insurance is. Um, they got the Texans got a first round pick in 2022, 2023, and 2024, a 2023 third round pick, and two fourth round picks, one this year and one in 2024. And the Texans or the Browns also get a sixth round pick from the Texans, so it's not enough. They got Deshaun Watson. They also get a sixth round pick as well. Um, the big news is the contract extension. million contract extension fully guaranteed. That's unheard of in the NFL, $230 million fully guaranteed. And then the best part, and I say best with quotations around it, because some people find this to be uh, a real schmucky move on the part of the Cleveland Browns, which would not surprise anyone because the Cleveland Browns, despite the fact that he's making $230 million guaranteed, um, he will only make $1,035,000 in 2022. And why? Because that's the amount of money uh, he will lose per game if he's suspended for the entire season. Hmm. So his, own, his salary is only going to, he's only going to lose a million bucks out of that $230 million uh, contract that he signed. So um, that's some smart the Browns, thinking. I mean, it is, but it just looks really bad. But the Browns now have a quarterback to go with that really good defense, the all-world running game. Um, And, you know, they just signed Amari Cooper. They just traded for Amari Cooper. So now the Browns the Browns, be out of excuses now. And the Browns, if they don't win with this guy and with the team they put around them, then it's just Cleveland being Cleveland.
0: What was that famous episode we had with uh, the quotes? The Browns being the Browns. What was that? Remember a couple of (laughs) guys?
1: Uh, we've done so many of game? these now <laughs> yeah,
0: no, but that was a fun that was a fun episode but it was something like that
1: yeah um the browns so now or, the browns the or something like that continues to be uh the new home for quarterbacks whoever comes out of the nfc and we'll get to that in a moment is going to face an afc team in the super bowl that's completely worn down to the, to nothing from having to go through the gauntlet you know just in the afc west alone with mahomes and herbert and Russell Wilson and Derek Carr, are now you know in in the in the AFC Central or the North, you've got Deshaun Watson, you've got Lamar Jackson, you've got Joe Burrow, and Mitch Trubisky? Question mark. So quarterbacking is getting pretty pretty brutal. And we have another one who's now entering into the AFC, and that's Matt Ryan, who was traded from the Falcons to the Colts after the Colts fleeced. That's right. After the Colts fleeced this guy for uh, Carson Wentz.
0: Um, First off, happy Thanksgiving to everybody.
1: So after they got rid of him for a third-round draft pick, they turned around that draft pick and uh, got Matt Ryan from the Colts. He is older than Wentz, but clearly a better quarterback. Not as long a shelf life, but if Wentz stinks, he's not going to be on the shelf anyway. So, once again, the Colts find themselves with a quarterback in his late 30s on the verge of retirement, like they had with Phillip Rivers a couple of years ago. They'll make a playoff run. They'll probably get in the playoffs. They have that great offensive line, which is something Ryan hasn't had in forever. They've got a good defense. They've got an all world running back, the second best running back in football, Jonathan Taylor after Derrick Henry. Um, they need to bolster that receiving core a bit, but he's going to find great success there. And hopefully, you know, the Colts have had four different quarterbacks in the last four years. Hopefully you can, you know, actually go and stay for that two-year we'll be contract there, yeah. that he signed. Um, and that trade, by the way, the Falcons, not that they were looking to get rid of him, but they're eating $42 million, forty-two million salary cap hit just from trading him. And what this does, besides put another good, to, if not great quarterback in the AFC— Tom Brady, so I guess Tom Brady is sort of a part of today's show. The path for him now to win the NFC Championship, literally the only competition he's going to have is going to be Aaron Rodgers, even in his own division. In Carolina, you got some rookie or Sam Darnold. You've got Marcus Mariota in Atlanta, because right after Atlanta traded Ryan, they signed Mariota. And in Tampa, it's Jameis Winston. Now, I, these guys aren't bums, but they're no Tom Brady. So... The path for Brady and the Bucks just cleared up a bit as more quarterbacks are moving out of the NFC into the AFC. And then a couple of receivers. Hey,
0: one more thing. Another reason uh, yes. they're going to win probably next year is they bring them back the old Buccaneers
1: uniform. You know, once you bring back the creamsicle and old Bruce the Buccaneer, Love just, it. Give it, just give them the Lombardi trophy now. Because you're right, now the NFL has gotten rid of that dopey uh, one-shell rule, so they couldn't have the throwback helmets. We've talked about this, but now they, they got rid of that, so now you can have the throwback helmets, which means you can bring back some of the throwback uniforms because in Tampa's case, you can't bring back the creamsicle uniforms and not have Bruce the Buccaneer on the helmet. You can't bring back the old uh, Pete the Patriot or whatever his name is in New England and not have the helmet with the Patriot and the three-point stance. It just doesn't work. It looks dumb. So. I'm glad they're doing that. A um, Couple of trades, including one that just went down today. Uh, after all the hand wringing and teeth gnashing about Aaron Rodgers coming back to Green Bay and having one more ride, or at least at least one more ride, maybe two, the Packers turned around and traded his best friend and star receiver Devontae Adams to the Las Vegas Raiders, which is a total screw job uh, to Aaron Rodgers. Now Rodgers claims he knew this before he signed it, it, but screw we know him.
0: they just gave him nine. Hundred million dollars,
1: he doesn't because care who he
0: throws what's... it to. If they put Robert Cooney on the outside left, okay, with his contract, he doesn't care if he's throwing it to you or anybody else.
1: He's getting paid. No. They, they look. The Packers said we're going to pay you because we want to keep you because you know we don't well, want to fan. Goes revolt, back, steps into the pocket. We're Cooney not. breaks over we the middle.
2: Keep... <laughs> he's open. <laughs>
1: We can't keep everybody that you want, and so we're getting rid of this guy. Judy's having a
0: hard time jumping into the stands, folks, after that
1: touchdown pass. It's like I'm not even in the room. You're just doing your own show over there. I'm just rolling through my bit, that's all. Um, They traded a first-round pick and a second-round pick. So two picks this year. Uh, The Packers now have four picks in the top 60, and I think if they want to continue the screw job... They should package those picks, move up in the draft, and draft another quarterback. Awesome. Now that like Rodgers uh, is kind of locked in there. If he quits or <laughs> tries to retire or says, I'm not going to play, you know, there's a lot of money being it's forfeited. Like- so he's kind of trapped there. So that's why I said the Packers said, We've got to keep you. But we don't, now that we've kept you and you've signed your contract, we're done having you hold us hostage. We're going to make some other moves. So it's like that maybe scene. Maybe
0: it's like that scene from a Bronx tale. When he closes the bar door and he says, yep. now nah, you just can't leave.
1: Right. Exactly. That's exactly. <laughs> Let me give you that for the Bronx tale. Reference. Thank
0: you, Robert. Thank you, Mr. Kim. And
1: yeah. then what I didn't see coming and I don't know who did the chiefs trading Tyree kill. One of the, their biggest, if not their biggest weapon, not named Mahomes, on that team, trading him to Miami, um, for five draft picks, a first round pick this year, a second round pick this year, a fourth round pick this year, and then a fourth and a sixth round, Next year, so the Chiefs see, and this is what makes Andy Reid and the Chiefs organization one of the best organizations because they they want to win now, but they also have an eye towards the future. It's like we're going to keep winning now. We got a, a fairly young team, although uh, you know Kelsey and Tyreek are getting younger, but we're going to stockpile some draft picks so that we can refill the cupboard. And as these guys get older, replace them. You know, Andy Reid comes from that comes from the Eagles. And the Eagles' philosophy used to be never they would not sign anybody once they got to the age of 30. Kind of like what Major League Baseball is doing now. You know, they they say what you, we're gonna I don't care how good you play, how great you're doing, if you're getting close to 30 and you're up for a contract extension, see you later. Because in the NFL, 30 year olds generally generally speaking, uh don't play many more years after that and the best years are behind them. So Andy Reid is keeping that philosophy. Not that he traded Tyreek Hill for that, but Tyreek Hill was looking for big money. He was going to be a free agent after this year. And they said, all right, see you later. And now he's getting 30 million dollars a year from the Dolphins, um, which is makes him the highest paid receiver in the NFL. Devontae Adams was that for a few days. He's getting 28 million Vegas. (laughs) But now so now that offense just got a shot in the arm. They got a new coach, Mike McDaniel, two has got a great weapon to throw to. And now we'll see really what kind of quarterback they have in him. Um, look out for Miami, you know, Buffalo now can't, you know, they, they, they got a, a tougher test than they expected from new England. And now, uh, Miami's coming on. Thank goodness. Buffalo fans. The jets are still the jets. By the way, the jets were the other team in the running to get Tyreek Hill, but they would have screwed it up. <laughs> if he had gone to the jets, Hill would have been, dare I say, grounded. ha 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 ha. Uh 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 thank you i'll be here all week
0: nice (laughs) yes yeah well you know 32 32 million is nice but it ain't 35 million like sieg is getting sorry
1: yeah well yeah yeah. well you know baseball they're printing money in baseball unlike in football um do we have time for one more thing absolutely buddy where else where am i going well, you know. I don't do nothing on Wednesday nights except hang out with you. All right. Well, the USFL, in case no one's realized this, the USFL is coming back this spring with the old team names, the old uniforms, playing all their games in Birmingham. Are you going to run any boxes? What? Are you going to run any
0: USFL boxes this year? Uh, probably not. Okay. But I, I have, was going to
1: buy one. They have some new rules that they're putting yeah. in place. A lot of college type rules. So I just wanted to to run through these uh, quickly and give you the ones that I like and the ones that I don't like.
0: Are you going to use the bell?
1: No, but I will use this. Excellent. I like both uh, of them. So they have a instead of just a one point extra point and a two point attempt, now they have a touring teams of a third option. A three point attempt. A successful scrimmage play from the ten yard line equals three points. You know what? No,
0: I don't like that.
1: Uh, second option to retain possession after scoring will be converting a fourth and 12 from the team's 33. So that's the new onside kick. I kind of like that one. Uh, in overtime, I'm just going <clears> to, <throat> their overtime rule stinks. It's just like college. Uh, each team's offense will alternate plays against the opposing defense from the two, each successful scoring attempt will receive two points. And then it just goes on and on and on. It's just as bad as the college one.
0: Mr. CUNY? Yes, sir. Uh, before you go any further, I think I heard this before. They're playing the whole league in one state?
1: Yes, they're playing all games in Birmingham. They're they're saving... They're, in, in an effort to, to stay financially viable and relevant, they're not having any travel costs. All games to be played in one location.
0: How many games in the season?
1: That I don't know. I'm guessing 8-10 to 10 probably. I have so to these go. guys
0: gotta stay there for in, in, yes.
1: uh, and yeah. even though they're, they're called like the Oakland invaders and, and New York's Houston got a team gamers. too, right? You what?
0: The New York team has New York has a team too, right?
1: I don't know if the New York team is playing. I know the Philadelphia team is playing. Actually, no. I think that's true. Didn't I, well, they have they'll, be a full, league? they'll be full, a full USFL preview in a future show. How didn't many they... games they're playing, but anyway, they have their cities. They're still called whatever they're called, but they play in Birmingham.
0: Didn't the At New... least for this year. But didn't, didn't they just have a New York Guardians football team or something?
1: That was in either the AF or the XFL. It might have been the XFL.
0: No, oh yeah, that's done.
1: That's done. The all well, the XFL will be back. Dwayne Johnson bought the league, and he'll. It's going to be back within a year or two. But we got the USFL this have year. They not same learned? logo, same everything. It's a, well, not, not all learned? the same teams, but a lot of the same teams. Why
0: are they doing this? Have they not learned? Why no. are they doing this?
1: I have no idea. They, they don't, nobody understands that it's not just football season when they're actually playing, but it's football season now. Look, we're talking about it in every show. There has not been a show yet since the Super Bowl ended where we've had no NFL news. Well,
2: that's your fault.
1: The combine on the NFL network, the, this, the draft combine would do higher ratings than any spring football game. It's just how it is. There and is any, very, and, now, and any now,
0: National Hockey League game.
1: Now what's smart, and I think the USFL is doing this. I think they're going into cities mainly that don't have football, and in case of Birmingham, they don't have any professional teams. So that's what you got. That's the old AFL did. They went into cities that really didn't, for the most part, didn't compete with the NFL, and they were able to to draw enough. And they drafted like the old USFL did. They drafted the same players the NFL wanted. That's really where. If a league is going to take off, it has to be a draft of all the college players, NFL and USFL, and giving out more money, which they're not going to be able to do. But if they can steal players away from the NFL, that makes your league viable. Otherwise,
0: they're not going to make $32 million a year. No.
1: Otherwise, it's a novelty. Um, Let's see. Uh, Two forward passes from behind the line of scrimmage are legal. Each coach will be allowed one replay challenge that I like. All kickoffs from the twenty-five. Sure. Uh, on punts, gunners may not line up outside the numbers and they cannot double team block till the ball is kicked. Yeah, who cares? The clock will stop for first downs inside two minutes of the second and fourth quarters. Again, very collegey. I kind of like that. The penalty for defensive pass interference will mirror the NCAA rule. So in other words, it's not it's a, it's not where the ball is, where the foul happens. It's fifteen yards, which is great. And finally, if a pass does not cross the line of scrimmage, there can be no pass interference or ineligible player downfield. It's about time that happened. So they got some of them right. But the ones that feel very college no thank you. Too gimmicky.
0: There's one more line that uh, is not on your list there. Can I add it? Sure. Uh, is Robert Cooney going to watch this league?
1: Um, there's a distinct possibility. Oh, you football whore, you. I am a football hua. <laughs> I'm uh, on my back, legs up in the air.
0: <laughs> I didn't need you to go there.
1: <laughs> waiting for football.
0: You know, when you use the the word whore. That's all you need. You don't have to go to the graphic description. Sorry, I'm a very
1: graphic person. Oh my goodness. All
0: right. Well, congratulations to everybody got traded and making money.
1: And they get I'm sorry, I almost forgot one thing real quick. Oh,
0: no. Really? How you Butler next... saga?
1: What? Malcolm Butler, you remember the hero of, of, of Super Bowl forty nine, the one who intercepted Russell Wilson's pass on the play that everyone still debates years later. Super Bowl fifty two, he's benched mysteriously in the Patriots lost to the Eagles. It's never explained why by either Butler or by Belichick. He's rele- he's traded for a song to Tennessee, and now he's back with the Patriots. So I just wanted to tell the tale of Malcolm Butler. Maybe one day we'll find out why he was benched. Why your best? Maybe uh, one day we'll be- find out bench. why
0: why Pete Carroll decided to go pass on that play.
1: One day. How about them it'll, apples? I'll, it'll all be in the same book. <laughs> all right.
0: All right, pal. We leaving the gridiron. Are we? Are we ready to jump off that this NFL ship? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! It's time to hit the ice, the hardwood, and talk some hardball. Right here on the Sports Honchos. Springtime for the Honchos episode here, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for tuning in. Live or on tape. You guys are the best. Let's
2: get your hands together! Woo! NHL trade deadline is over. I think they are still signing
0: players in the MLB. Who wants money? You want money? You got money. You want money? You got money. Who wants money? Who wants to play baseball? We got to be you. And now, since the New York mandate, vaccine mandate is done, the Brooklyn Nets are going all the way, baby. All the way right here. I tell you, Rob, these are uh, interesting times that we live in. They sure are. You know, you go from... Uh, you know the, the you know this time of year, March March Madness. I mean, and you can say quote unquote, it's a normal year here in the states. You know, two years past the pandemic. You know,
1: and two weeks, this, to, flatten two weeks to flatten the curve. Just remember that, everyone. Oh uh, yeah, and uh,
0: there's lots going on. I mean, the only thing we haven't really talked about is is the exciting and invigorating MLS season that's going on on the soccer fields
1: Well, if you wish we can do a full MLS preview I don't in know the any, third hour of the show
0: I, I couldn't if they if I was a prisoner behind enemy, enemy lines and they said we will let you go if you can name one major league soccer current major league soccer player
1: you'd be like well I guess I'm going to prison uh, I Just
0: guess I'm going to prison yeah.
1: Yep, never going to see the light of day again.
0: Set up the firing squad because yep. it's over. Oh man, one day, one day, one we'll, day. Fi- we'll find it in our house. I tell you what though, they're um, they're putting people in the stands. Thirty thousand people. Some of these stands are filled with people who like these teams.
1: It's still allegedly the most popular sport in the world.
0: Have you gone to any DC United? Is, is DC United still there? Is the franchise still there?
1: Yeah, and they haven't changed their name, unlike almost every other franchise. Um, yeah, I mean, they were, you know, they were big when they, in the mid nineties, when they were winning the MLS cup, it was very popular here. Now it's kind of died on the vine a bit. Um, but no, I've never been to, I wasn't, I never went to one of their games or when the Washington diplomats of the NASL were here or the Baltimore blast of the indoor soccer league, none of that. Well, it just, you wanna- it just wasn't my cup of hummus as you know, the genie from Aladdin would say.
0: Did you know there's 28 teams in the MLS?
1: See, that's a lot. It's a lot of soccer teams. So there's two conferences. Mm -hmm. Let me guess, East and West? Yes. (laughs) Look at me. Look at the big brain on CUNY.
0: So, you know, like they say in other sports, game played? Mm -hmm. They have matches played. Instead of GP Uh, at the top of the standings, it's MP. MP? I don't know, maybe that's even worth it for us to... uh, so they're four games into the season. So while we're on the hockey, basketball, and baseball segment here, let's take a quick yeah. look at the NFL Please, season. why not? Can you name all the Eastern Conference teams in the Major League?
1: Well, League I can League? name D.C. United.
0: <laughs> and what, oh, man.
1: What used to be the New York, New Jersey Red Bulls.
0: <laughs> they're still there. Wow, but I got a team in Philly, a team in Columbia, a team in Chicago. We got two teams in New York, one that plays in New a Jersey.
1: There's team, right?
0: There's, hold on, there's Orlando, there's Atlanta, D.C., Cincinnati, New England, representing the whole. New
1: England, New England Revolution.
0: Uh, Toronto, Charlotte, Montreal, and, ooh, Inter-Miami. Ooh. Ooh. Mm,
1: into As opposed to Inter Merlon. So stupid.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh the uh Los Angeles Football Club. It's hey, not the you, should, you should fi- you should no, there's two of them. The Galaxy are in LA. You should follow the Los Angeles Football Club. I mean the it laugh. seems well it seems very the similar laugh. to the Washington Football Club. I mean that's some good yeah. stuff. Uh Salt Lake.
1: name so, to the commanders. There you go.
0: See, the, the Commanders would make sense in MLS, right? You would think that, right?
1: Sure. Oh, no. Give right. so we'll them the Redskins. Nah. <laughs> uh,
0: instead of fake Salt Lake, they have real Salt Lake. Uh, there's a team in Minnesota. There's a team in Austin? Really? FC Dallas. Colorado. The Rapids. Been around for a long time. The Galaxy. The aforementioned Galaxy. Houston Dynamo. Portland. Really? Seattle yeah. Sanders. There's a team in Nashville now. Sporting Kansas City, for you fancy people who live in Kansas City, uh, San Jose, and rounding it out uh, in the Western Commons is Vancouver. And
1: uh, I would say a lot of people here who obviously um, have been getting high on right guard um, <laughs> thought Washington uh, should have adopted the name Washington Football Club permanently. Not like Washington me. Football Team, but the WFC, the Washington Football, or DCFC. Because, after all, they, they just wanted it to be a soccer team. Just totally strip it of any football resemblance and make it a soccer team. And cooler and calmer heads uh, prevailed and said, you guys are dopes.
0: Well, there you go, folks. There is your MLS moment right here on the Sports Hot Shows. We hope you enjoyed it.
1: Hopefully you're still listening after Hopefully, the MLS yeah. moment. <laughs> Remember, now you turn the dial to the right. The big knob, turn it to the right to increase right, the pal. volume. Would would you like to? Uh, speaking of ships, would you like to navigate us through the NHL trade deadline? Because I know hockey is your scene, man. Well, why don't we talk about the teams that didn't make any moves? All right. Like your Knock Washington yourself. Capitals. Well, the, the Capitals. when oh, no, they brought back Marcus Johansson, so that was you know, like something. I said, they didn't make any moves. They so. made nothing. They. We still. When I woke up on Tuesday, we had the same goalies that we had on Monday.
0: I think – I'll tell you what. We're not going to do all the trades. I think Florida did very well for themselves. The reigning champion, Tampa Bay Lightning, also did very well for themselves. Uh, Toronto brings in uh, almost kind of like how they brought in Felino last year, the captain of a former team. Uh, they bring in Giordano now, um, and I still think it's going to be the same result. Okay? Okay. Um, Caroline, I think, made a move or two. They're a pretty good team. Pittsburgh didn't do too much. The New York Rangers brought in four new guys. And then but they got their asses kicked. none of them named Kane or Flurry. <laughs> no, none of them named Kane or Flurry. And they got their asses kicked last night. But the New Jersey Devils 7-4. And uh, I believe all of them debuted last night. So, I, I wasn't watching the game last night because I was at the Icelanders game. Speaking <laughs> of the Icelanders, they didn't make any moves except re-sign Claude Buck and Parisi. Um, Boston couple of trades I mean Boston and Washington didn't do too much I mean they, they've got good teams they don't really have to do too much and then you have all, all these teams have to you know what's the cap space for you all that stuff kind of going on well, uh, I
1: think that, and then right, that that was the excuse that Brian McClellan gave or people were saying theorizing on McClellan that they didn't bring in a flurry for instance because of the cap issue but you know as we've seen in, in other sports you can work around those kinds of things
0: well is that and, and I'm sure Chicago, I mean Chicago's probably looking for some good. Every see every team has different assets, different money situations. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's probably, I mean, look, uh, Flurry ends up in the wild. So, hey, you know, he's got a chance now. I don't think they're going to get past Calgary or Colorado. Colorado, make, uh, you know, not too, it wasn't anything earth shattering going on. Calgary made a couple of great moves. A lot of the moves that were made, Rob, were pieces of puzzles. Most of these teams, the top teams that are playing very well are already good teams. They didn't have to really do too much. You know, Toronto wasn't able to go out and get a goaltender that they might necessarily need, you know. And a lot of guys that were on other teams, like, say, last season uh, prior, uh, like goalies like Anderson and and Cal, you know, they were in Toronto. Now they're in Carolina. Um, You know, Grubauer was in Colorado. He stays in, now he's in uh, Seattle now. Big deal here, whatever. But that's it Edmonton really wasn't I mean Edmonton has no money left. They gave it all to uh Connor Mcdavid um Nashville Dallas. I mean that's it Vegas can't do nothing everybody's hurt they 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 tried to make a trade and it was you know it was called off by the league I mean their franchise is a mess right now, and you know Winnipeg dished off a couple of you know guys here and there and Rangers got one of them and um you know Vancouver everybody's hammock went to Ottawa from vancouver I, you know Couple of, good, I think they were good moves. Giroux going to um, Florida was probably the biggest key name, and and Flurry. And if I'm forgetting anything else, I, I don't really see it. There was one, uh, any, weren't really any other big names, you know. And Florida, like I said, they picked up Charot from Montreal. Florida's in a good situation now. Ekblad got hurt the other night, but they say he might be back for the playoffs, and that's really all when you need him anyway. Um, no. So it was kind of like a. Steady as she goes kind of thing. It's funny. You know, I have the NHL trade. It was a
1: quiet trade deadline.
0: Yeah, it was. For
1: different years.
0: I, but I think most of the moves that were made by the teams that could make the moves, they were all pretty good trades. You know, I think everybody kind of did all right. And uh, the teams that got prospects um, did well. I think the Seattle and a lot of the uh, – Francis is there now. He, like, they, they were expansion team coming in, obviously, this year. So they have the expansion draft. And I thought Francis did um, fantastic. He got some great prospects back, sending out guys, guys that were going to be unrestricted free agents anyway. So if if you look at one of the two two for me, yeah, I mean Cal- the Rangers, Calgary. You, know, you look at the GMs there in terms of um, the moves they made for their teams. Uh, Francis in Seattle too. I mean, Seattle now is—they've got a lot of good pool of picks here, and now they're gonna—they're gonna be a good team there. And It's a great city, and it's—it's it's gonna work there, and it's all right. Um, the Rangers, we have to see. I think it was uh, what Drury said was, "We've got a great core of star players on the team, which they do, and they just need a little help around the edges." And I think he did all right. I think last night's—you know—you can't go by the first game. These are playoff kind of guys that they put in. I think at the playoff deadline, especially this year, because pretty much all the eight teams in the East, they're in. Nobody's going to surprise them and get in. So what you do is, as a GM, you're looking at, who are we going to play in the playoffs? How do we match up to them? How do we get to the West? How do we get to the championship? And that's how you, you try and build your team whatever, whatever way you can. Uh, Western Conference is a little different. I mean, I think it goes through Calgary and Edmonton. I mean, Calgary and, and Colorado. And there's going to be a little fun there as far as getting in the wild card at the bottom of that, but... I think you're right, man. It was it's just kinda of laid back kind of trade deadline, but I think the moves that were made were very good. They were smart hockey moves.
1: And I like how the trade deadline in the NHL is so close to the postseason. Yeah. For for all the reasons you just stated. It's not halfway through the season like baseball. It's not halfway through like the NBA. It's it's legitimately like, okay, here's the stretch run and the playoffs. What do you need? And to it give it- a chance for a guy like Flurry to not be languishing in a team like Chicago and go to a team that has legitimate chance. Well, a legitimate chance to uh, go far in the playoffs. Absolutely. All right, let's um, jump from the NHL ship.
0: (laughs) 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 You want to talk some Lakers before we get into baseball?
1: Um, Yeah. Just to say that uh, the Lakers are still uh, clinging to that ninth place, 31 and 41, 27 games behind the Phoenix suns. Uh, They have one, one in a row. Hooray. Uh, but they're still um, scoring 111 points, but giving up 114 points. They are a, the only place they seem to win is, and barely, is on at home in L.A. They're 20 and 17. Um, but it, again, it's been just a terrible train wreck of a year. If the Lakers are going to win, LeBron seems to have to score 50 points or get a triple-double um, because there ain't nobody there to help them. Anthony Davis can't stay healthy. Russell Westbrook is in purgatory and the rest of the team has already retired.
0: (laughs) Can I ask you something? Please. Is it time to not, to stop talking about the Lakers now?
1: Well, I mean, on this show, on this particular show. It's, 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 yeah, it's, it's just what we do. But I know, I mean, I know
0: we joked at the end of last year talking about the Lakers coming in this year and stuff that we were going to report
1: on them every week.
0: But Mm. are are they worth our time? Not really. I, I just, I think it's, it's uh, maybe we should be talking about the Phoenix Suns, who are a pretty damn good team.
1: Yeah, but that's not as funny. That's true. Hey, the Suns are great. And crickets. So, <laughs> you um, got the button, man. Why aren't you using the button? Oh, sorry, you know I have to go to that screen. Okay, and the Lakers, you know, you talk about the Phoenix Suns. They're great. And, you know, what else are you going to say about them? Um, so we can Knicks. See what I did there? Knicks. <laughs> How are the Knicks doing? Uh, we can Knicks the uh, the Laker talk. I'll tell you what. We'll, we'll, here's what we'll do. If they do anything worthwhile, maybe when we get back to the playoffs, we'll have the Ingleside Lakers update. Maybe it's time to to leave them alone for a few weeks, and then uh, when playoff time comes, because they're in the play, they're going to be in the play-in tournament. That Mishigas they have in the NBA now. So that's so, definite. There's, there's
0: well, no way they'll they won't get in the playoff
1: play-in. Uh, it would. Let's see. Um their lead over San Antonio, which is the eleventh team, is only a couple games, and they have played three more games. Or they've won three more games. So they played it's twenty and 72. Yeah, they play the same number of games. So, you know, they're in the ninth spot. They've got a pretty good pretty they've got good, ten games good. to play, a three game lead over San Antonio. So it doesn't look like they're they're gonna collapse too much. But we'll we'll save the next Ingleside Lakers update for when the playoffs start, or if they get officially get eliminated. But this,
0: I want to talk some NBA here. but well, let's let's just find a little something else to talk about. I mean, well, now maybe maybe what we can do now is we can follow Kyrie Irving's home hmm. game record. Now that he Yeah, gets we'll, to play see, at home.
1: we'll see what the the Brooklyn Nets currently in eighth place in the East now that they can play Kyrie. Now that he can not only sit in Madison Square Garden, but actually go on the court and the locker room, we can see how they do if they can start climbing the ladder. Because they're only nine games back of first place Miami. With
0: 400 games left.
1: With 10 games left. Not quite 400. But Wait, there's they only could... 10
0: games left in the regular season? Of the NBA season?
1: Yeah, they're uh, 36 and 38 and 34. That's 72. There's an 82 game season. They are at this point, let's see, at number eight. They still kind of maybe climb into that top five in the East. They have their work cut out for them. But as it stands now, they're in the play. They're not in the in game, but they would um, they play the Raptors in that play in tournament as the eighth seed.
0: So I'm a little confused here, and maybe I forgot something, and maybe I shouldn't be on a show that called the Sports Honchos.
1: Well, there's there's a lot of sports knowledge. You can't know everything.
0: But is the MB- I thought the NBA season ended after the NHL season. It, there's like 19 games left for most teams in the NHL, and you're saying there's only 10 left in the
1: NBA. Yep.
0: Oh wait a second.
1: The NHL has the that NBA break. The-
0: yeah, they had the pause. They had the Olympic
1: break. They had the pause too. Right, and the pause around Christmas. Ah.
0: All right, so I can, stay, I can stay. I can stay on the show because I forgot about that.
1: Yeah, it's okay. Okay, uh, the, we also don't know the names of all the MLS teams without looking. <laughs> <laughs> so it's okay. We can't be expected to know everything.
0: All right, pal. Um, my son out uh, right now is outside in the dark, tied to a tree, and uh-huh. I have a in between two bases, third base and second base. And there's an automatic baseball machine that's just tossing ground balls to him right now, and then he has to throw it to a bucket at first base. And if he misses one,
1: he can't come inside. So wow! He's been,
0: he's been out there because I he needs to make shortstop money.
1: Brutal. All right. Well, hopefully that works out for
0: him. <laughs> well, little league starts this uh, practice start this weekend. Coach Cuthbert. Oh, I told you this. Sam. we got to tell everybody the honchos. Yeah. What's the uh, name
1: of uh, uh, Paulie's uh, kids' Little League baseball team? I'll let you. No, you, you can take care of this because you the find it. so Baltimore. It's, oh, it's, no, it's not the Baltimore. We're called the Orioles.
0: It's Paulie's favorite Rob's baseball team,
1: the Orioles. And that's I told a, that's Rob. A, that's not the part that you find so funny. Please tell everyone what oh, jersey. I'm, I'm going out to get a Joe off the belly jersey, buddy. Woohoo!
0: The best manager in Orioles history. The greatest. Joe Altebelli, and they don't have nothing for him there in Baltimore. No street signs, no parts of the stadium, not a concession stand, not a road, not the name for the guy who managed the Baltimore Orioles to the championship in nineteen eighty-three.
1: He is the Barry Switzer of Major (laughs) League Baseball. (laughs) There are no street signs, no memorials to Barry Switzer (laughs) in Dallas. There will be nothing for Joe Altebelli. Great guy. Got us to a championship, but pretty much just Earl Weaver said, don't screw it up here. Here are the keys.
0: And he didn't. They won. They got a parade.
1: And then they were done. And then Uh, when he had to, you know, run a team all by himself, that wasn't a turnkey operation. It was bye-bye Joe. Well, I will be honored to wear
0: the out-the-belly name on the back of my Oriole sweater coaching my
1: kid's team. Knock yourself out. Maybe you'll win a championship. I don't,
0: I don't understand. This is Baltimore Orioles history we're talking about here. Maybe all you'll right. Win a, yep. All right. Talk about what you want to talk about, MLB. Let's go.
1: No, you, we were talking about all the players that are changing uh, changing teams, all the, all the free agency moves. They're giving out billions with a B. That And that's just uh, for shortstops. Yeah, that's just the guys like Carlos Correa and Corey Seager and uh, – Trevor Story, who's going to be a second baseman when he goes to Boston, since Xander Bogarts is currently uh, at shortstop, even though Story would probably make a better shortstop than Xander Bogarts. But then we've got a Derek Jeter-A-Rod sort of situation happening. So he will play – it's still going to be a great infield, but he's out of position. Not that it matters. So everything that the players wanted uh, in this gutless lockout of theirs – Seems like they picked up right where they left off. Players under the age of 30 getting big contracts. Players that are older find themselves on the outside looking in. A guy like Freddie Freeman dumped over the side, uh, but landed in a much better position with the Los Angeles Dodgers, who will probably, that lineup, wave. look for a uh, LA Mets NLCS.
0: Oh, out there. stop with the Mets. Stop with the Mets. Listen,
1: don't don't be so um you're not being you're not you at the You are not able to be objective when you talk about the Mets.
0: I'm not being objective, I'm being straightforward with you. They're not gonna be in the championship and you know, a national league championship. I mean, can, you see what the Phillies did? That's yeah. my team, baby. That's my NLE's That's
1: team. Your team, your the team Philly- is the Yankees.
0: Yeah, I know. I said my NLE's team is the Philadelphia Phillies. got
1: Schwarber. Their Man. defense is weaker now. They've got some great hitters in the lineup, but, you know, they're pitching not nearly as good as the Mets. Oh, I can't wait. But we haven't done team. our baseball picks yet. I just, it feels like it smells like, I'm not saying they're going to win the World Series. It just smells like the Mets are going to go further than your Phillies. Come on.
0: Come on. All right, look, i tell you what. When, uh, we, when we do point. this. <laughs> Why don't we do this? Um, let's, how do you think the teams did? So let's look at the NL East. You got the Braves, the Marlins. You got the Nationals, the Pirates, and the Mets. Okay? Uh, the Mets have been stacking their team now for the past year. and Right. So they kind of loaded. two which
1: is one,
0: good. Okay, so they got one, two, one of the best one-two punches out of the uh, bullpen and everything else. Uh, the Braves did all right. Freeman gone. Olsen comes in. That's all right. Um, your nationals didn't really do much.
1: Okay, never, ever (laughs) call them my nationals. (laughs) I'm I I listen. I'm just I'm on I'm on Juan Soto watch. I am so hoping that the Nats lose Juan Soto that they go (laughs) the Anthony Rendon Bryce Harper route. Oh, that's uh, that's and lose him because the learners are such cheapskates. I cannot wait. For the depression that will hang over this town. Ugh. Town that I love, but I hate the Nationals. So I hope, that's why I'm so happy that Scherzer Nolley is no longer a Nat, but he's in the same division. I hope he only wins games against the Nats. God, that'd be great. I want to see four no-hitters this year all against oh, the Nats.
0: Man, the hatred. Unbelievable.
1: Woo. So, who would the Nats get? Good old Nelson Cruz. Hey, he's um right there in the room at Ingleside next to the rest of the Lakers. At what like five hundred years old? But he can still hit. Now that there's a designated hitter in the NL, he's uh, just what any team needs that just wants a big bat in the lineup without worrying about playing defense. Interesting. Um, so the Marlins about- will be on the outside looking in. Sadly, those uh, uh, looking up. Well, at I don't those know. It's a
0: twelve-team uh, playoff now, man. Two extra teams get in, buddy. Chance for everyone now. They're becoming the NHL.
1: Yeah. And it was, it was almost 14, almost half of the league, which is just embarrassing. It makes the playoffs – well, it makes the regular season, especially a long one like MLBs. You're like, what am I doing watching this meaningless game in late July when half the league is going to make the playoffs anyway?
0: Well, the other side of that argument is, is why am I watching baseball all season long when only four teams are going to make it?
1: Well, yeah, I guess so. but
0: Now you got more cities involved.
1: Now, now it's I never, more interesting. I, I, it's just the season. They they still look. I, I I'm said, with you,
0: buddy. You're a traditionalist like me, but I like this little not, expansion.
1: They have not addressed a way. Sure, they they figured out how to make everybody money, but they haven't figured out a way to retain fans, to make it a national game again, and to fix that old pace of pay, play problem. The games are especially now with a designated hitter in both leagues. What's I mean, wrong now with that? I don't like it. I listen. I liked. Oh, I hate the bat. The pitcher having a listen, bat. Come on. I I don't I don't see why at the at the major league level, all of a sudden pitchers batting is a bad thing. But I liked it. I liked it still. They
0: can't hit but, except but the,
1: oh, I liked okay. it when it was the American League and the National League. None of this um, interleague play bullshinery. and you had teams that never saw each other except in the World Series, and they were two different leagues. They had two different league presidents. Major League Baseball was just the union of two separate leagues. That's I, how I liked it. Not I, when it was just one winner per, when they didn't have playoffs just at a World Series, a pennant winner in the AL and a pennant winner in the NL. That's a little too draconian for me. Divisional play, great. When they went to that in 69, fantastic. You want to open up those playoffs a little more, okay. But I liked it when it was just two leagues, as my arms were really far apart, and then they only play each other in the All-Star game, and in the World Series, ah, but we live
0: in a world of money. But you we can still make money. Well, you have we have interleague play now.
1: You know, but I don't think I don't know how interleague play makes you any more money than just keeping it against your division.
0: Well, it, it's oh, they're hoping to bring fans out to the ball game, like a Mets-Yankee series sells out, a Cubs-White Sox series sells out. You know. Dodgers and the Giants. Well,
1: no, they don't yes, really that's play. fine play for State the League crosstown anyway. rivals. But you know what doesn't bring people to the stands? A good um, uh, Houston Astros Pittsburgh Pirates interleague game. Ooh, that's exciting! Come exactly. Come on, what a snoozer! Come on, you gotta go. What to that game. should do? You know, be great. They should take all the teams, all the, the the states that have multiple teams, and separate them out. So have Philadelphia in the NL and the Pittsburgh in the AL.
0: We'll see. Well, the Dodgers are pretty tell you this:
1: The, the a big series here is the beltway battle between Baltimore and Washington, which, by the way, Baltimore, as much of a train wreck, a tanking train wreck as they've been the last few years, they own the Nationals. It's great. Ooh, man. <laughs> we have a winning record against them. I think every other team we just suck eggs against. But when the Nats come to town, they're always good games, and we end up winning more than we lose. Do you end up going to any of those games? Uh, no. You got to go see some ball this year, buddy. Let's go.
0: Get it's back in the stands. It's back in the stands. I'm going. I'm going.
1: I try to avoid the games in the summer because, you know, sitting outside just burning to a crisp in a game that goes on forever. Uh, you're loaded. Not- get
0: get too- one of the box seats with the uh, air sure. and stuff. Uh, as All soon right, as they quick. start paying us more. <laughs> All right. Uh, kind of quiet and essential. uh Oops. You know, let's not even – father there, nationally league centralized say uh Brian goes to the Rockies everybody doesn't understand why he loves Denver
1: I about and he that. got a lot of money he went he there for the money, money. He, he went there for the money. money that's why the only reason don't sugarcoat he went city. for the money
0: i would go there for the money and the fact of the city i used to live there it's a beautiful city um uh, rockies all the way maybe, in the
1: west what <laughs> maybe he wants to get high <laughs>
0: hey, ooh, ooh. uh dodgers stacked giants we'll see what happens padres going to be some good fun there um and obviously uh dodgers Made some great moves too. Uh, the AL East, buddy, except for your Orioles, it's a pretty stacked division.
1: We're just um, we're just biding our time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Did you see uh, the, the the three lowest payroll teams in the league are the Orioles, the Pirates, and the Guardians? Can't wait
1: to talk the about Indian, the Guardians the, this year. The Indians, um, Baltimore, uh, Pittsburgh's always had a low payroll, and yet they still managed to. Well, at least back in the good old days, managed to grow all of their own talent. They suck. Um, they
0: haven't won shit in years, Rob.
1: Yeah, the Orioles for years had a bloated payroll and did bupkis. So I'm glad that that's over with. And you know the Gar- the Guardians, um, <laughs> you know they'll they're they manage to stay competitive with a low pay- payroll as well.
0: Anyway, the only thing that convinced me: the Blue Jays, the Rays, the Red Sox, and the Yankees all hate each other. They have gone out of their way to make sure that they get as many big guys in here to – there's going to be some great – it's going to be a great run. Whoever comes out of that in the AL is going to be
1: just some good stuff.
0: Uh, White Sox probably still a favorite in the Central. Twins made some weird moves. Some former Yankees now on their team. Uh, and they Kansas.
1: got Correa who can walk after a year.
0: There you go. Yeah, why not? Push
1: all hey. their chips to the table this year.
0: It's a great agent. Uh, Tigers, Baez, love it. I like the Tigers. I like them. I want to get a hat. I want to get a sweater. I like it. Uh, Gardens we talked about. Angels, Rangers, Athletics. Olsen's not there anymore. Mariners, Astros. Nobody's there in Oakland. Oh, Everybody in I Oakland's know.
1: got to wear a name tag. Yeah. But you know what? As I said about Oakland, with Billy Bean still kicking around there, in a couple of years, they'll be winning 100 games and then flaming out in the first round of the playoffs. They're never down very long. Mm. It's, if only people would go to the Oakland games
0: it's kind of a, a very non-interesting division now. I mean, the Mariners got a pretty decent team, but everybody hates the Astros, uh, except the Astros fans. Yeah, Rangers- are there any Angels. Astros
1: left? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, Just the not radio.
0: the ones that play by the rules. Oh! You know, there's a, uh, some kind of uh, investigation going on about the Yankees, about uh, sign-stealing. I hope it never comes out, because my Yankees are pure and wonderful. All right. No. Okay,
1: you know what? It, it, my feeling is, if you're making signs in public, everybody can see them. It's not like you. It's not like you're you're doing something really underhanded. And here's the other thing: it, it, change your signs or don't have hand signals. I mean, really, the whole sign stealing thing. You're making signals where everybody can see them. So, you know, every I'm sure. Everybody cheats. Everybody steals. Them. Maybe they don't go to the lengths that Houston went to, but everybody's doing it. Doesn't make it right. I know it's not right, <laughs> but still, <laughs> the whole sign stealing thing—just get the fuck out of here.
2: We got.
0: Yeah, you brought it was. Uh, let's not. It'll be a full left turn. We're gonna put the whole steroids thing and everything else. So forget about it. Uh, anyway, you. uh you want to do anything more on the rules changes? Uh you want to talk about your favorite guy, Trevor Bauer, and anything uh, else you want to say Trevor about Bauer Max Scherzer?
1: Is not he he's still on the bench, not coming back anytime soon. Uh, Max Scherzer, who helped get the MLB, uh, helped get the, the alleged lockout ended, um, who many people think is going to be the next person to take over the MLBPA from Tony Clark has said, I'm done now. That was fun, but it's exhausting and too much work and I don't want to do it anymore. So don't ask me again. um, and some rules changes. There's a couple of new rules changes, including the awful ghost runner on second base um, expanded rosters because of the late spring training. Uh, fine with that. Um, you can. There's no limit on the amount of pitchers you can carry um, until May the 2nd, which again is a nod to the fact that spring training was shortened and the season is opening later. And then, as I said, uh, besides the automatic runner, you have the Shohei Otani rule, which I'm perfectly happy with. If you're going to have a DH in the National League now, the designated hitter rule uh, means that a pitcher who is also who also hits will be listed as a DH, so they can remain the DH even if he's no longer pitching. Which makes a lot. Of, it's you know sometimes they actually do things that make sense. In baseball. I like it too. So I like
0: baseball. I That's like what the, they're doing. I'm glad stuff. they're back. Great that everybody has money.
1: The ghost mark thing. I, I, I cannot stand the Ghost Runner thing. That, that that's just that's the. Yeah, but an see, but
0: aren't you the guy who wants the game to speed up too?
1: Yeah, but I, I don't. I, I want it to speed up, and not violate the integrity or the shape of the game. I think a, a pitch clock and. Yes, I'm in the minority. Robo umps. I don't think that bad calls, people that say bad calls are a part of the game are the same people that say, well, you know, bad food is just a part of the restaurant experience. Well, yeah, but you usually get your money back and no one just accepts it. You know what? So I don't accept that some managers have a different strike zone. The strike zone is the strike zone, it's between the numbers, between the letters and the knees. I don't want to see some ump, you know, whose strike zone is only this big and some is this big. Just get me a robot ump, time how long batters step out of the batter's box. I love the stories a couple of years ago. The, it was a pitcher for the Phillies, I think, who just started throwing the ball because he was right and the batter was out of the box. I love that stuff. Let's go. Just keep the train moving. One pitch after another. Don't step off the mound and run around like Gio Gonzalez used to do. Don't get out of the batter's box and adjust yourself 5,000 times. Here's the pitch clock. You step out of the batter's box. That's a strike. You're done. Boom. Pace of play improves. It's not that the game is too slow. I like the fact there's no clock. It means you always have a chance to win. You also always have a chance to lose, but that's for the, the last half empty, people. But this, there's just too much sitting around and doing nothing. Too much look at me and too much histrionics. Robot umps, pitch clock, let's go, let's do it. <laughs> Boom, done. Games are shorter. <laughs> Come on, who's with me? Commissioner Cutie over here. I love it. I agree with the pitch clock,
0: but buddy, man. What do you have against umpires? These guys got to feed their kids. And if you know if they bring in robo-umps to the major leagues, think of all the little league teams, the softball umps. They're going to wipe out a whole generation, a whole workforce force of, of umpires just, who need to feed, who need the little extra cash on the weekends.
1: It's just one guy. You have umps. Uh, no, you can't. We'll no, Then there's going to be face. a close
0: call at third, close call at second, the ball deep. So come on, man. But that's,
1: but you know what? That's the compromise position. There will always be judgment calls. Okay. But what I'm saying is like in tennis, they have, they have the robots now to say if the ball is in or out, you don't have to look at the chalk line anymore, but they have a definite line where balls are out and balls are in play. Same thing in baseball. You've got a foul pole hits the foul pole. It's a home run. This side of the foul pole, it's foul. This side of the foul pole, it's fair, et cetera, et cetera. But, the same thing with a strike. A strike is always between, is over the plate, between the letters, and the knees.
0: Well, what if you have a tall guy and a short guy and a mid-sized guy? It changes.
1: Well, but it's still the strike
0: well, zone. Well, what's your, what are you going to do there? The guy, then there's going to be a guy who has to press a button to lower the
1: strike zone, correct? Oh, no. Not a button. <laughs> 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 That's better than some guy who's like, eh, you know, this this for this batter, my strike zone is this big. This batter has tried to show me up, so my strike zone is gonna shrink.
0: You know, some guys might get offended though. You know, maybe a short guy I'll you know, short guy gets in there, Altuve gets in there. Maybe he doesn't want to be on national TV when hold on, we gotta shrink the strike zone for the little guy. No.
2: I'm
1: just saying, maybe okay, fine. Maybe no robot arms, but the pitch clock and enforcement of the batters staying in the batters box. I'm not saying if a pitch comes out their head, they have to stay in. You want?
0: I think they're getting better at that, but I you know, I like watching the guys switch over the gloves, the get stances, get in there. It's part of the game, man. It's style, it's charisma. Like I love right. the way Rizzo gets in there with his, his bat and his stance. I mean, I like that. Mm-hmm. It's a thing. They're getting ready. I gotta flip. I gotta on un- Fine. I, when you gotta first get up, when you
1: when you stroll in from the on deck circle <laughs> into the batter's oh, box, oh,
0: strolling—that's a little slow. Okay. You, you want to? How, how you gotta run,
1: run in? you want want, look i'm not all for the who's who's the reliever reliever that used to run from the dugout all the way to the mound or from the bullpen all the way to the mound who was that guy you remember i'm talking about he was a he was a closer i can can make a big production of sprinting all the way from the bullpen to the mound you want to make a, a show of your first appearance great you know you get to the batter's box you adjust yourself you Swing the bat around your head. You say your Hail Marys. You cross yourself. You kiss your Star of David. Whatever you're going to do. Same thing with a pitcher. You want to sprint out to the mound from the bullpen with gazelle-like strides. Although I think they should bring back the bullpen car. That's something else the commissioner. do. Oh, I miss that too. going to want to do the bullpen car. But whatever. After that, let's it's just let's get down to business. Okay, one, two, three strikes are out. Just like Bugs Bunny said.
0: The next thing you're gonna say, uh eliminate the seventh inning stretch and the song Take Me Out to the Ball Game. No, no popcorn or nuts all at the that is game. Important. Commissioner Robert Cunney is worse than Commissioner
1: Robert Manfred. I have spoken.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's why I'm doing this and I'm not presiding over Major League Baseball. Good stuff. Sorry. Sorry. Okay, y'all all set there? I'm ready. I'm ready for the DOT dubs.
0: We're ready to jump off the uh Oh, you don't want to talk about the NFL broadcast boots?
1: No, we can do that next week. All right, that sounds like fun. Right, the NFL, as far as the last time I checked, we got months before the season begins. We can talk about that next week. Right. And, and
0: probably most people like me don't really care.
1: Probably not. But you know what? I do. <laughs> Until I get All to talk right.
0: about. All right, ladies and gentlemen. It's that time. It, it is that about. time. It is.
2: Time! For! No! Dope of the week. That's awesome, dude.
1: And here's something people do care about. That's right, everybody. The Dope of the Week. You know, the Ooh. Gags Gang and I, we've been working overtime lately, and we got another good one for you today. The Gags Gang and I spend countless hours each week in the basement of the Ghost Sports Media Complex to come up with each week's winner, and you can, Mr. and Mrs. Honcho listener. For absolutely no reward, save for our undying respect and gratitude, help pilot the show by nominating your own Dope of the Week. Use the hashtag DOTW on Twitter, uh, at Cuthbert Live, at Bitter and Rage, at Sports Honchos, at Go Sports Media Co. And who will be carrying the mythical Sports Honchos Dope of the Week Cup or on the Ice Rink of Shame this week? One of my favorites Rex Chapman, CBS and Turner College basketball analyst, CNN Plus personality, and pretentious Twitter fraud.
2: Way to go, Rex!
1: Sorry for that last bit. I just think he is one of those guys who forgot his roots. He comes across as a man of the people and as a humble man, grateful for second chances in life, and then only responds to or even acknowledges people with a certain measure of fame or celebrity. He is a carpetbagger in the world of social media who made his bones stealing other people's tweets. Okay, okay, that's enough of my bitterness, and now let's stay focused. Uh, Rex Chapman was a high school basketball phenom in Kentucky. He received every imaginable honor for a high school student and then stayed home to play two outstanding years for the University of Kentucky Wildcats. He was the eighth overall pick by the Charlotte Hornets in 1988 and went on to play 13 pretty, pretty good seasons in the NBA. Following his playing days, he continued working for NBA teams until his life took a dark turn. He became addicted to opioids during his playing career, an addiction which culminated in a couple arrests and a stint or two in rehab. However, since 2016, Chapman has been clean and sober and has turned his life around. He has gained a lot of notoriety and become something of an internet celebrity with his block or charge bit on Twitter. A million followers later, Chapman is a certified social media influencer. Yuck city on that phrase, by the way. He capitalized on that on that internet fame with a podcast because everyone has a podcast his own show on CNN Plus, and a gig on CBS and Turner Broadcasting's NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament coverage. It is a great comeback story, and everyone loves a good comeback story. On CBS and Turner, his takes and analysis are are kind of a meh plus at best. He is also not that much better as a necromancer. Necromancers' kids bring people back from the dead. There is just one stipulation. They actually have to be dead. It is a tricky business indeed, and not one for the faint of heart. This past Saturday, on the CBS March Madness Studio Show, Old Chappie had this to say about former Xavier coach
2: Pete Gillen: The first time since 25 years ago when he had when Pete Gillen had God Sham God, rest in rest in peace Pete Gillen. There you go.
1: That was quite the moving testimonial. There is just one tiny, insignificant, <laughs> trivial problem. Gillen is not dead. <laughs> he, is, he may be extremely sleepy, but he is certainly still signing autographs. Now, if I squint really hard, I can see how Rex would be confused. He was obviously thinking of former Xavier coach Skip Prosser, who sadly passed away in 2007. It is easy to confuse the two both former Xavier coaches, both men, both white. And, uh, well, mm, uh, that's it. That's the list. But Rex, Bubola, you got to do a little homework. You can't just go around killing coaches on national TV. Imagine the Gillen and Mishpucha gathered around the old RCA to watch the tournament and bam! All of a sudden you killed Grandpa. Rex, for no charge, I will help you with this whole, uh, dead or not dead issue. Okay, uh... My teaching career, dead. Any hope of the Baltimore Orioles winning the World Series, dead. John Gruden's NFL career, dead. (laughs) Need more guidance? Let's hear from former Senator John Blutarsky.
2: Warner, he's a dead man! Marmalade, dead! Need Meyer, Dead!
1: Would you like to know the worst part of this whole situation? Not only is Pete Gillen very much alive and very active at 74 years young, but he is currently employed by wait for it, CBS Sports as college as a college basketball analyst. This year's CBS company picnic will certainly be mighty, mighty awkward. <laughs> uh, before we go, my crack staff was able to procure the audio footage of the dress rehearsal for last Saturday's show. On this clip, you will first hear studio host Seth Davis, then Chapman, and finally Pete Gillen himself. Bring it!
2: Here's <laughs> one. Ninepence. I'm not dead. What? Nothing. Here's your ninepence. I'm not dead. Yeah. He says he's not dead. Yes, he is. I'm not. He
1: isn't. Well, he will be soon. He's very ill. I'm getting better. No, you're not. You'll be stone dead in a moment. Oh. So, Rex oh, Chatter. Bravo. For putting the dead in dead weight, for bringing shame and disgrace to all of us in the bald brotherhood, and for taking the expression coach killer way too far, you. Are the sports honchos dope of the week? Congrats, Rex. Your certificate is in the mail.
0: Way to go, Rex! I didn't know you were so awful. Now I have to unfollow you, <laughs> buddy. Monty Python. Way to go, brother. Love You're it. welcome. You, you are a smart man and a funny one indeed, but mostly a smart man. That is good stuff.
1: I haven't used a Monty Python drop ever, so there you go. Well
0: right, you got? How close. could I not?
1: How could I, mean, I not bring the use the bring out your dead? I'm not dead yet. Clip when someone was killed off without actually being dead. It
0: happens. Silly. It happens.
1: Yeah.
0: We try and be very careful here at the Honchos to make sure
1: that right. We
0: talk Brother about Willie someone.
1: Mays not dead. Not um, nobody on the set, by the way, bothered to correct him. They just kept on. They were very professional about. it. They were just like, okay, yeah, poor old Pete Gillen. I mean, they sort of glossed over it. I'm not really sure if Chapman apologized later, but. You know, Pete Gillen, not dead. We got to have Pete on the show. Sure. We should ask him. uh, Pete, any rumor, any true to the rumor that you're dead? (laughs) We heard that on the news. Can't be true. (laughs) Hey, you had Animal House and Monty Python and the Holy Grail in the same Dope of the Week. That, my friends... It's high-quality entertainment. It
0: sure is, man. I mean, you you think that the DOTWs can't get any better sometimes, folks. We've we've listened to, what, 55 of them now?
1: This is the
2: 55th.
0: Yeah, and uh, Mr. CUNY always comes through. There's no doubt about it. That's why we have him here on the show, folks. All right?
1: It's not just because of his good looks. And it's all thanks, once again, all thanks to the world's unluckiest woman, my girlfriend Grace, for getting me the old Roadcaster Pro. That's right, man. Working well, working well. Buddy. And it's saving you a lot of trouble with my last minute. Oh, my God, here's a video clip you must have. And you're like, oh, this guy again? Again with your video clips. I know. See, I, I, gotta, that I have now. it made now.
0: I mean, I kind of sometimes, I mean, I sit here and I just listen now. I don't have to really do anything, man. Yeah. I could be replaced soon. soon oh, you no, don't you can need never me. be replaced. You don't even need, you know, you could just, like, tape conversations to yourself and just put them in your buttons. Then.
1: Well, the truth is. After we record the show, I take the show and I edit out all of your parts. I just play, it. just I repackages the Rob Cuny show.
0: Oh man, well I'll make it easy for you. I'll keep saying less and less. Okay, all right. It seems when I talk anyway, you just get upset when I when I say things anyway.
1: Well, that's true. Well, you know I'm not <laughs> easy to live with.
0: <laughs> all right, my friends and friendos out there in Hacho's lands. Another great show is in the books.
1: It is indeed.
0: And it's. And it's. Oh, it's still two hours. Oh. All right. Yeah.
1: Sorry. We're never going to get past the two hours. Wow. We need help. But
0: anyway. We do, we do this all because of you, ladies and gentlemen. Because you keep listening, keep following, and keep subscribing. Big thanks to the Dean Blundell Network, as always, for keeping us a part of their family. And to all you good people out there, stay safe, stay healthy. Mr. Cuny, please say adieu. To
1: the good folks out there. Well, it's that time again. Time to wrap things up. As always, review, rate, subscribe, follow. Without you know, thank you for that. It's gonna be another great week. If you see Willie Mays or any member of the Mays family, big hug, kiss on the head, open mouth kiss if you're feeling saucy. I don't know, you do you. But please, this weekend, be nice to each other. Be safe out there, and as always, peace.
0: Well done, Mr. Cuny, as always. And your sponge hot shows are out of here, baby. Till next week.